And we finally, Leaping made it. It is now time for playoff football. Football. I mean, Mo, we already had playoffs. We had finals, actually, this week. So I don't know what you're talking about. How tired are you? <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit tired. I am shocked yeah, this week. Yeah, I was a little bit off course when we went out for late night eats afterwards. But uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. It's fun. It's been a while since we actually did that, right? Yeah. It's been over, almost, what, three years? Well, since uh, since the pandy. Did we, hold on. Was there? No, there was no road show for uh, Fall Cup. We had a road show. For spring? Um, for spring last year. It was year. great. T- but we do it, but restaurants are closed. Yeah, we were in the machine anyway, right? So, uh, but anyway, we're back. We're back. We're, we're play, you know, playoffs are efficient the way as Eagle made the point before we had the women's finals that were um, on Monday. So check out those games that are now on YouTube. Um, some great action that we had from the Tier 1 and Tier 2 finals. Um, tier 1 coming down essentially to the last uh, three, four minutes. Probably two minutes left in the game uh, in that matchup here. But... Uh, Check it out. It's on YouTube. So PZ, Eagle, and I, it's a bit of a different show because there's more heavy lifting in this show because we cover every single bleeping game. That said, salute 35 plus. Salute women's tier one. Salute women's tier two. We'll see you soon. See you soon. And uh, Div 1, we'll see you even sooner because we're not going to talk Div 1 this week because uh, there are no imminent playoff games. Exactly. Um, There is one quick Div 1 story, though. Uh, It's kind of cool. Basically, the entire community sided with Alex Nettopuse to move <laughs> the games so that he can be there because uh, he had a vacation planned. And there's the time to do it, right? Like, there's enough time between now and the finals that they could do it. So, um, who from D1 would they not side with? Like, they they say, well, you have to be a colossal asshole <laughs> to side with Alex Nettopuse. He's such a good dude. I think they wouldn't do it for Gino DeFazio. If he was oh, no, no, no. Oh, I, th- I thought you meant like who wouldn't do it like, like for. It, yeah, like I'm saying, like, uh, you know, Alex, yeah, great guy. AIP, people, yeah. like, no problem. But if there was one guy that they would say, bleep this, they were not going to do it for this guy. Marco Masiotro. No, I, I think they do. He wanted Marco. the edge. He would do it for the edge. Maybe. I, I think Marco would be the inverse. I think Marco would say no. If it was safe for the old D-Boys finest. Oh, sorry. I was answering the same question. I, I, I was answering my own question both times. I yeah. was saying he would be the guy to say no. Yeah. As to who... Um, yeah. Gino's, Gino's a safe one. Uh, same thing happened, by the way, in Coed 2, where La Sect have a wedding on the day they're supposed to be a game. And so three hunters have uh, figured out a way to actually have their game on the Sunday night instead. So they're going to have uh, the game moved for to support that. So also big shout out to uh, La Sect and three hunters. I do want to say on the front end, don't ask for your games to be moved. Oh, no. So the only times we like oh, consider it or we try is because there's literally like, hey, my entire team is at a wedding on that day. And, and, and the wedding was scheduled. Wait, 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 we also don't consider it. We're doing it in these situations because they're small divisions and it doesn't affect a hundred teams because you don't realize how many teams you're requesting. It's like a six degrees of separation, butterfly yeah. flight. So right. div six, div five, div four, div three, div two. Um, don't ask. The answer is no. Because and if you have any wonderings in terms of oh why not did you see our games Just, on you Sunday you nights you're gonna you're gonna think yeah, it, you're gonna it think it anyway <laughs> you're gonna think it anyway it's because I hate you that's all it was a bit of a bleep show on, on I'm Sunday. I'm a person who hates you whoever you are everybody <laughs> welcome to the show <laughs> welcome to Call right. the Audible so let's get into this because we have a lot to cover a lot of ground to cover here. Uh, we're going to start off with the sixes, the six and six Ds, as Eagle is trying to adjust the. Uh, as I didn't, actually. 
So PG's got to move a little bit now. My hair is awful. Thank God I'm getting my hair cut tomorrow, which is all good. Nice pompadour. Yeah, I know, man. It's just, you know what, man? Like, when I get my hair like this, it's like, you know, it's just whatever. It has its own life. Yeah. What are you, a hippie? A little bit, yeah. I'm going to the hipster look today. But uh, tomorrow I'll get the haircut. Tomorrow. But, like, you could have done anything to your hair. Like, for example, like, put anything in it, run a comb through it, you know, put I a hat do, on, I, I put, a put your hood on. You have a hood. I could. So well, I'm going to Bill Belichick today, guys. All right. That's better. That's better. We're going to go Bill Belichick today. Okay, guys. So Bill Belichick. You're going to draft guys. someone two rounds too high. Exactly. Take, take a strange pick, you know? Nice. Exactly. All right. Let's dive into it. We're going to go six first. Uh, Eagles, is that the, the plan du jour? Do you want to do div six or six D? We'll go six D because it's the below the higher end of six over here. So I, I mean, I guess you could say that. Uh, not particularly, not really. but yeah. But you know, I'm seeing the order of, of, yes, yes. of numerical. Uh, Leverage. I mean, it's higher in just that the, the top teams from Div 6 are in this bracket. I'm trying to buy time for Eagle. He's taking soul. Don't look at me. Look at the website. Shockers. Carlo. Here yeah. are the games for the divisional playoffs. Um, by the way, we should probably tell people uh, the divisional record was a little bit messed up on Skewed. our website. Skewed. We're going to post it on the Facebook group to make sure you don't accidentally miss a game. But definitely, like, here's the easiest way I can describe it. If you have three other teams with you in your division and you only play them once, the sum of your divisional games should be three, not ten, not eight, not whatever number you have next to your team. So clearly there's something wrong. Um, we were looking into it. We couldn't get it fixed on time on the website, unfortunately. It's way more complicated than I ever hoped it to be, and our webmaster is not the greatest at doing stuff, which is another problem for another day. Well, he's just not good at doing things we need to improve the website he built. Shocker. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so I'm um, sure he's, if she's great at swimming, um, making hot dogs. He's a good drummer. Hot dogs. He is. A, he's a very good drummer, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I had no idea he even drums. Yeah, yeah. I've known him for a long, long time. He's a, he's a good drummer. I wish he can drum like he does his uh, websites. I wish he could drum up some solutions. Hopefully, right? I, I thought I thought you were gonna hit me with the. But I'm pumped. I didn't have it ready. No, of course not. Little rim shot. Um, but yeah, so definitely. Check your check your schedules. Check to see if you made playoffs, um, just in case, because that would suck if you didn't show up to a game you are eligible for. Like, well, not in 6D. We'll see it in 6, Team Poland, but we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get to that point. All right, so we have on opening weekend on Sunday at Leola, um, we have six games uh, on Sunday. So just a quick note here. Yeah. I'm still hurt. For those watching, my hand is in a brace. It's actually gotten worse. Um, I haven't been able to write. Eagle was watching me uh, attempt to type uh, just to prepare for the show, and it's comical. Um, typing with one hand when you're not used to doing that is difficult. Um, so I'm sorry I haven't been able to get an article out. Um, I actually wrote half of it, but then my hand got worse by writing the article. Oh, boy. <laughs> so hopefully um, my old-ass hand will heal soon. Um, because I'm also left-handed, for those who know, and it's my left hand that is... Imagine a playoff game would have been disastrous. Well, we, the reason we don't have a playoff game, Mo, is that my hand is wrapped. <laughs> exactly. All right, let's go into it here, Eags and Peas. Let's uh, get to these six games on Sunday. Um, how are we going to go about this with these games here? We're going to do a quick like uh, speed dating here? What's yeah, I would say let's try and... So I'll, uh, I'll, because it's, it's Div 6, and, and we haven't um, had a Div 6 article um, in a little while, um, we what we can do is, I can give you guys you can you can like interview me about the teams, Mo, and I'll I'll do the heavy lifting for this division anyway. 
also keep in mind the way these games are structured is the conference A teams are playing conference B teams and the conference B teams are playing conference a teams in the seedings. So Joe, there's uh, hopefully going to be all brand new matchups I, here. I want to get your your live reaction. Well, no, not live. I want to get your instant reaction. Can you click on the Maccabees profile, please? This yes. is just for giggles here, please. Scroll down. What do you see? No, this is actually normal um, because when we split the division, the other team is still in technically Division oh, 6. Okay. So this is like a copy of their team, but this shows their Division 6D games, which is none. All right. Fair it's, enough, then normal as much as I hate to admit it. All right. Fair enough. Then. So you're going to want to have to go to, to, into the division six standings to see the previous matchups. All right. No problem. Okay. Let's, uh, we're going to do that then. We're going to have uh, peas be the male Kuiper of this whole process here. Todd, Todd, Todd. All right. First game. We got Spanish inquisition against Maccabees. Uh, peas. Let's kick off with that game here. What is your gut scene in terms of your preview of these two teams going to go at it on Sunday? Maccabees have been. Um, they hate us. That's fine. I don't care. Um, we start. The the new description of the show is we are people who hate you. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't know who hates us. And Doesn't matter. Us, just they, the, they the royal us. you. Um, <laughs> it's what's weird. What I found weird is the teams I've caught the most heat from in Division Six this season are teams I like. By the way, Maccabees being one of them, who I think. Um, I think they've they've done a lot in terms of keeping games close. Um, they're they're the prototypical uh, make it a muddy track kind of team, and Spanish Inquisition are the opposite. They play a very uh, um, a prettier style of football, right? They're they're sort of FPF veterans. The the Buck brothers uh, play on uh, Spanish Inquisition, and um, we've known them for a long time. Uh, Maitre Clozon uh, plays in Tarbon. He pl he actually suffered from me in Division Four B and was not out of place. Like he right. he. He had a really good game, actually, for us on, on both sides of the ball. Um, Michael Timmons, of course, is a guy we've known for a long time. Uh, ben Boric, it's in Dubois. Like these are guys who've played sort of from that, if I'm not mistaken, from that Project Mayhem family tree um, from back in the day. Uh, I think that's where Michael Timmons started playing with those dudes. Um, Maccabees are three and three in games decided by seven points. Well, yeah, that's and that's my point. Is like yeah. the so where where um, where Special acquisition will try what they'll try to do is try and run up the score um, because they're offensively oriented um, and they're they're just a competent FPF offense. The Maccabees have eighty nine T's though. Yeah. In, well, so that's and that's what they do well is yeah. is they they really clutter uh, the field. They make it difficult for you to operate, um, and so uh, it, it it'll be interesting. Uh, we w do we make our I guess we make our picks at the end at, the end, yeah. at the end. So yeah, we'll just have that as a segment. Um, by the way, production meeting on the fly, in case you can't tell. Yeah, we were. We're a little late today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, th there's a lot of really good players on on um, Maccabees. But what's interesting is it's not, you know, Michael Teitelman is is a bit more familiar to us. Might um, be two way player of the year, perhaps. Probably, he's he's, he's yeah. one of the forerunners. But you know, guys like Jody Melnick, Jonathan Yeagerman, uh, they're not guys we're, we're familiar with per se. To your point, Mo, they, they create a lot of these interceptions, and even when they're not intercepting the ball, they're, they're just making it so the offense can't operate at their best. But they got um, they got Warriors' own James Wiseman on this roster. They do? Look at the roster for uh, Maccabees, oh. James Wiseman. So I was thinking FPF Warriors, and I was like, I was trying to draw who that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a tall defender, Mo. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he'll learn to guard the perimeter. <laughs> 
But you, okay, but you, when, you, when you look at it in, in the context of Spanish Inquisition, right? You know, they're seven and three finishing off. I mean, do they? Would you think they, they would feel jilted that we should have been in a higher division of of the quality? Play better. That's it. Like, just win more games, and you seven end up wins is, is a fantastic it's season, a, though, but right? But, it's but here's enough. the thing, and 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 we said it last show, there's no difference between winning the six and six D championship because you came from the same division, right? You're winning the championship of the same division. It's just such a large division that we give out two championships, right? Yeah. So it's it's one A one B. Like it doesn't really matter. It, or it's six and six D in this case. <laughs> yeah. um, they're, they're, you're not divided by cap preseason we just don't know enough what the team's starting um to to make these distinctions heading into the season so we we do it before the playoffs so we're going to the next game here toon squad taking on toot gagne um look we know toon squad very well they've been here for a couple seasons that's Uh, another team by the way on an instagram post they said uh the the fpf writers i'm the only one who writes them six um (laughs) have uh uh, you know their full-time job is to hate on garner ross um and, like, I want to say I said, if not in an article, on this podcast, that Garner Ross is one of my favorite quarterbacks in the division, and I'm so happy he's doing well. He's a well. big fan of Mo Khan as well. Well, I, that shows he has terrible taste. I know. Right? So, like, I now understand. I now understand. I can actually say this because I have the metrics. Uh, we just redid all the uh, ratings for spring after the season's done. He doesn't even crack the top 10 in Div 6. Really? Yeah. I, I'm Look. Twenty-two touchdowns, nine interceptions is solid. Like it's, it's um not uh, good enough. It's it's okay. Like it, it's on the it's on the verge. Right? You you want ideally a three to one touchdown interception ratio minimum, right? It's a good first step for him though. It's it, but it's uh, that's it. It's 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 a step in the right direction. And he's young. Like he's from FPF Junior, right? Yeah. So he he's developing. He's he's completing fifty-five point seven percent of his passes. That's a little too low. You want sixty percent. Sixty is what FPF quarterbacks aim at. So it's if he just improves his game a little bit, he goes from being uh, outside the top ten to I think being a dominant quarterback in the division, right? So like, right. I'm I'm happy with him. I think he's really good. I think this is a a great matchup uh, for two. But is squad. this an ultimate mismatch though? Because TG is two and eight coming into this game. They have an awful point differential against. Uh, so so TG's got better at certain points this season. They they got better towards the second half. Um, the scores don't entirely indicate that. But I thought they were going to be an zero ten team. Based on the first couple of weeks, I, I thought um, they're not going to do much this season. So could Greg Lee be the guy for them? Like, can 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 he carry this on paper? Well, he's awesome. A mismatch of records here and be the difference for TG to win. The problem is Anthony Palumbo, um, he's not accurate enough to get him the ball uh, in, in good enough situations. Um, and so... eight passing in... And uh, under... F- like under forty five percent completion percentage. That's a huge red flag for me. Um, that said, like he's had moments, um, and he's played from behind a lot, so that's going to affect your stats, right? Yeah. He's he's having to make throws that are more difficult because the defense knows you need to score and you need to score in a hurry. Um, they put up twenty against penetrators who are very good defense, right? Yeah. Um, and th- they they did. Beat demons, who again, good team, right? So his only game of two hundred yards. Yeah, uh, I th- I want to say they had a, a sub in that game that helped. A, I don't remember at this point who it was, but um, I think that 
what Tutkiani have is size. They're much bigger dudes than the young Toon Squad. So they, what they lack in speed, they can make up in size. And they, if they can follow the Maccabees playbook more of, of just muck things up and make it a, a dirty track, uh, slow the offense down, they can at least make it a game. Uh, we look at the next game here, V-Town against Betway Bandits. Uh, we know V-Town very well. Uh, huge uh, haters of us. Perfect. Uh, they've... Uh, my they've favorite, my favorite thing, my favorite people in my life are people who hate me. Eagle hates me. My wife hates me. You hate me. It's like I don't really, I don't hate awesome. you at all. Well, you know, nah, nah, now who, I guess you're no longer one of my favorites. Who from the FPF staff hates PZ? That's not in this room. <laughs> There's a public one. Um, uh, could, could, could we uh, do that, or are we going to out someone like that? Or I, I think Iggy has issues with me, like serious, no, deep sea issues. No, no, I don't think he has issues with you at all. Uh, I know person, uh, R Campana. Oh, that actually wait, that might be too specific. Uh, Robert Rob C. C. Oh, Austin. sorry, Roberto C. RC, yeah. Roberto C. Okay, so we got V-Town in this game. Uh, they are going to be lining up against Betway Bandits here. So we see these two teams, Pease. What is your uh, gut, your tummy telling you about these two teams in the preview? Um, they kind of seem like two edges of uh, the same sword, right? Like, they're two teams that at times look really good and at other times just can't really put it together. Um, and... Betway ended the season on a high note, but before that, took a loss to Primetime, albeit in a close game, took a loss to Flamingos, took a loss to Demons. Um, you know, like three of their last four games were losses, right? And um, they're not a fully formed team in that sense. Uh, Thomas Colicchio is very good. He's a very good receiver. Um, and there, there are some good parts around Tyler Havlena. Um but the accuracy has been a concern. He's a he's a running quarterback. Um, he's just not um, somebody who... I think the best running quarterbacks are quarterbacks who use their legs to create throwing lanes. Um, and he's he's not uh, he's not been able to do that. Uh, for for V Town, um, they've been similar. They're they're kind of good slash inconsistent, right? Right. Um, and. We see that with the points differential because th they they were five hundred, right, Eagle? Um, but you know they they had a plus minus of of plus a hundred, which is shows you when they win games, they they win big, right? Um, Jason Cassandra, very solid player. That's a good corner piece for you for you build, build around. Vito Rizzuto putting up a ridiculous eighteen touchdowns in the season. Um, you know. He, put, with his five interceptions, maybe making some noise for two-way player as well just because of how ridiculous the receiving stats are. Um, but it comes down to Jonathan Velasco, who's a quarterback I like a lot. He improved this season. He's getting closer to 60% completion. He has that 3-1 to one touchdown interception ratio. Um, he's playing winning football. He, they just need to score a little bit more. Um, this, to me, is one of the most interesting matchups. Um, I would not be surprised if this game comes on So, if... V-Town had three ties this year. Let's say those two of the three are wins. And instead of being 5-2-3, and they're 7-2-1. Uh, uh, Would you put them in that category of being, hey, they, they're a favorite to win? Well, no, because your record doesn't change your personnel. <laughs> the team is what the team is. But they would have been in the, hard, in the higher – They would have had a harder time. Yeah. So that's because, why the, again, the, 
the record I think perfectly represents who they are. They're, they're teams that when they win can control a game, can do really well, but they're going to struggle against some of the elite talent and it's fine. It's what their second season, third season in, uh, in FPF? Yeah, I think third season, yes. So yeah, like, that's fall, like you're, you're improving every season. The arrow's, the arrow's going up. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they turn into. Um, and they're a team that can, if they get the right matchups, um, I think they can, they can do some upsetting. I think both of these teams are matchup dependent. It's interesting that they got each other in the first round. Well, the thing is, do you think the the, the parity is a little bit more prevalent in this game because of the fact that both teams had five wins in their regular seasons? That unlike to, uh, unlike TG and and Tunis but again, squad, I'm, I, I'm not just looking at the record because the the record doesn't change who the teams are. Um, like if the if one of those teams were four and six, one of those teams were three and seven, it, I would feel the same about them because if you watch them play, um, there's good things about them. And then there's issues with accuracy. There's issues on one end. There's issues with just pacing of game and, and like just letting games slip away in, in the case for V-Town. Because V-Town, the, they tend to win games big and lose close games. So if one of the quarterbacks throws 55%, it'll be Jonathan Velasco. And do they win? They can. But, this, but, but they might not. You know what I mean? Because like, again, yeah. like, so if, it's, if he throws 55% and they start the game, they score a touchdown... They get an interception. They score another touchdown. Turnover yeah. on downs. They score another touchdown. That's a game where V-Town will win. If it's a score for score, I feel like that favors Bitway Bandits. Right. Uh, Killer Rays against Brewers. Uh, this is a I game. I like Killer Rays a lot. Yeah, the Rays, well, unlike the Tampa Rays, they, they know how to do a better rotation with their roster here. But uh, this is a team that has done fairly well this year. They went 6-4 uh, and four during the regular season. Uh, they lost the off-island boys 34-20 in the last game of the year. But in your in your gut and what it is for this team here, Pease, quarterback play. You talk about passing completion, and that's not really their. Uh, if they just go too. They go deep too often. They go deep too often because, um, look, I understand you have a ton of athletes, right? Yeah. Like that's that's pretty clear when you watch Killer Rays. They're in the strongest subdivision, in Division Six. They, they were the last ranked team at six and four. Right, so like that—that's a good subdivision. Um, they, they, you know, they've looked good in, in points. They, they've faced off-island boys who started Caleb Faulkner for that game. Yeah, Caleb Faulkner being a U Sports quarterback <laughs> playing in Division Six. Um, so yeah, it's it's a tough, tough game, and especially given the way they play, where, you know, you're gonna expect, you're gonna expect uh, Tyler Bianchi to make mistakes because. He's going deep too often. Um, but I understand you have burners. I understand Curtis Ryan's a phenomenal athlete. I, I know Don, Donovan Hines is a great athlete. But you can also just get them the ball in space and let them do right. the work for you, right? Um, I think he's going to mature a lot as a quarterback. I, whenever I see guys who have like nine or eight completions in the game, I don't even understand how quarterbacks throw single-digit uh, completions. <sighs> like, like I'm, I'm usually at... Double-digit completions by the second possession. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, usually. Yeah. It usually. has to be because you're you're just bombing the ball down the field all the time, or you just can't read the field properly yeah. and, and have that. But on the flip side for the Brewers, like we we questioned them early in the year because they got off to a disjointed start to start off the year, um, in which they were getting killed. I mean, you think about it, P's, they went zero four to start off the season, and essentially went. The they, had, rest. they had a tough schedule to start yeah and he went six and two the rest of the way 
Yeah. So it, it feels like they're peaking at the right time here. It feels like they found their their seam of success. Now, when we look at it from the game within the game here, where's the strength lie in this roster that they can perhaps pull away the victory because of whatever position group on the field it is? Chris Monet is a phenomenal snapper. He's excellent. He he works well in space. He understands the defense. He knows how to sit in the zone. These are all attributes that matter a lot from the snapper position. Uh, Eric Pelusiak is the prototypical FPF possession receiver. Uh, James Moulton has a ton of speed and is very valuable beyond his, his player rating. Jeff Lefebvre, I always expect more just from his knowledge, but I understand... Listen, bro, I get it. Playing quarterback in FPF is hard. Not easy. Mo and I know this more than anybody, yeah, right? We talk easy. about that all the time. I will say I, I did have a moment of pride when I was talking to Chris Monet. When I, you know, I would, in my article, Mo, was, I was introducing plays that teams can run and talking yeah. about how they can run it um, in, a, in a segment I called PZ's Playbook. And in one of the articles, I introduced a concept called Break X, which is a little difficult to read. It's a, it's a concept that uh, Fred Morissette used to run Div 3, Div 2, uh, Div B. It's um, a play that I've since adopted. When you start running it, it's very difficult to read. But once you understand it, yeah. um, the, you have receivers running open ri- all over the field. And uh, Chris Money told me, he's like, yeah, you, you know, Jeff started running it. And he found it tough, but he really likes it. He really likes to play. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, that's cool. It's cool. He's, he's making the strides. He's, he's, <laughs> he's trying to develop new things. That the things he was doing weren't working. So it's cool to see that he's intellectually flexible that right. way. Right. I think that's a, that's a strength for Brewers. Flag football team, Cali de Rohan, that's Eagles team, uh, the Rohan boys. As he, You picked them. You adopted them when, last year? Uh, last yeah. year, and I do believe I had the best record of the three of uh, us. That is incorrect. I actually had the best record. No, because no, you picked the best team, yeah. that, and we said you were cheating. You have to pick a regular no, team. No, we we all take the same teams in the same week of week two of the season. How was that I, I, I remember Eagle winning, to be honest. So I, think, I remember Eagle winning. I think Moe owes Eagle dinner. I owe Eagle. It's easy. PC had the worst record. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll get... I'll get uh, I'll get drinks the night of Simo's wedding. It's open bar. Yeah. Well, he's going to go get no, the drinks. Tell you what, it's not open bar. Well, assuming he's you can carry you, them with your broken hands. you get the drinks for the table. Mokan, it's, it's, it's not open bar if you check my envelope. <laughs> We're still paying for the drinks, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's very, We're just true. prepaying for them, so they better not suck. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... Oh, I lost my train of thought now. FFT, Cavalier de Rohan. Yes. All right, so we look at these two teams here, Pease. What is the key point in this matchup uh, for this weekend? Flag football team are exciting. They're a heart attack uh, constantly. Um, true to their jerseys that are that have the Among Us uh, font logo and all that. Um, they're gamblers. That's what they do. Um, for a living? That game isn't about gambling. It kind of is, though, right? I mean, no. It's baseball, yes. It's, it's, it's quote gambling, basically. No, it's not. It is. It is. It's a whodunit mystery. Yes, it's not, that's not gambling. Oh, I guess. But you're, you're playing um, percentages and odds and all that. This is what this I mean, I'll say about really Fly Football Team. Cause I, I saw them on in their sucks. last game of the year. Yeah. And uh, they had played uh, against a girlfriend's team. And by the way, congratulations to your girlfriend's cheer for us. Uh, Mr. Otis Copeland getting drafted by the Montreal Alouettes. Oh, that's awesome. CFL draft. He played one game for them. It was against Fly Football Team. He went for three touchdowns yeah. and killed them. Way to play in Div 6, bro. Way to end your FPF career. One game in, uh, on a high note on the last game of the year. Because that's, that's what Division 6 screams, right? It screams pro athletes. Exactly. But here, the, the, guy, that, the guy that I like from... From uh, Fly Football Team is Lieblin. Uh, I was gonna say Adam Lieblin. Yeah, yeah really he he messaged me um, like week two, and it was in my requests. And I think I'd seen the message, but just it fell to the bottom of my list and forgot yeah. to answer him. 
And then he asked me, like, are the games indoor or outdoor? And then I answered him, but the game had already happened. I was like, bro, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm usually better at this. I, I missed both of your messages. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, but I'm honestly, I'm really happy. I, I like them a lot. Uh, Matthew Lutner, too, is really good. It's a nice uh, pairing of receivers. They're um, quick, though. They're very quick, though. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and, and it, it, it's the speed. It's the, um, the fact that, again, Nick Mendelopoulos, um, he, he can move. He can move. He's a good running quarterback, but he's also willing to take checkdowns. He's willing to, to work methodically. Uh, he takes sacks. He takes a lot of stuff. But that's, yeah, that's, that's when you're a mobile quarterback, that's par for the course, right? So, like, yeah. a sack's not bad if you're if it's a design run and you lose a yard. Who cares? It's it's second 11. Who cares? Right. But I think it's going to be their defense because they had 22 yeah. INTs during the regular season, and, and they, they play pretty decent. And it's decent. those same two guys, right? It's, it's Matthew Lutner and, yeah. and, and Adam Liebland. Yeah, and they played pretty decent defense. I mean, uh, there were some breakdowns that they had, but it's, it's a high it's risk a, it's reward. It's a good Division Six defense. Yeah. They're, they're going to blow assignments, but they're good athletes, and they're going to make up for it. Yeah, and they and bait too much for my for my taste, and they kind of lose guys uh, running in different zones. Right, but um, I think I think they're going to they're going to be good. They can I, score a lot of points. It's a question of them stopping. Yeah, the points going away, right? It's like a, it's like a service eights and tennis, right? They can give it to the uh, to the opponent, but can they stop it from being? They're coming into the playoffs sort of ass backwards, like they lost the last two games. You don't want that, you know? Yeah, well, the, like uh, in defense of them, the the last game at Loyola was bleeping cold. I was miserable. They were miserable. They didn't want, they didn't want to have a halftime. They go, guys, can we just drop the halftime and go to the second half because it is cold? I said, we're actually cool. Yeah, we're cool with it. So there's no halftime. And yeah, we played outdoors too early this year. <laughs> I was fine. So yeah, I was not. At FPF, we, we always miscalculate the weather and scheduling because we played too early this year, obviously because of the logistics of what happened with the bowl domes being brought down. But in the fall cup, we went two weeks too late into November, or yeah. late October until November, where it was the worst of the worst that I had to experience. I understand the earth is becoming a flaming hellscape um, and that so we got compost. soon Montreal is going to be a tropical paradise. But Which I don't want. President Campana, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> compost. Compost yeah. is the new wave garbage people here. That's what It's not garbage, though. It's different from garbage. No, it is. Find out what you can compost and yeah. compost, definitely. It's very important. Okay, uh, on to the next game here. Demons, big fat bats. Um, I saw Demons play during the regular season. I wasn't really impressed with... Uh, I thought they were going to make a step this season, and, and they kind of looked good week one, um, and then kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. But big fat bats, when we look at them right now, and how they're built towards this matchup uh, against Demons, do they have any edges at, at all to perhaps pull off a win? Um, Matthew Zipatelli is a great athlete. Um, he's hard to contain. He has uh, he scored five rushing touchdowns this season. That's a lot in any division, right? Right. Um, he has a great connection with, I am assume, brother AJ Zipatelli. Um, Who knows? Maybe cousin. Maybe cousin. I'm just going to always assume sibling. So... Sibling. Uncle, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe an uncle. Hey, siblings, Father. siblings can be uncles. Yeah, for sure. We know that. Um, so they have a lot of talent on the team. Um, there's there's a couple of guys, and in, in Chris uh, Rutzelas and Giordano Giannini, who have uh, a ton of tackles, and I don't know if those are just the weak spots on the defense or if they're just all over the field. So we'll see that um, once this game happens. But 11 sacks for Luca Lachese, who's an underrated rusher in the season. I've, I've spotlighted him in, in, the, in the article a little bit. He's one of my favorite uh, rushers in the division. Uh, Eagle, remind me who they're playing because the, the... Big Fat Bats. Demons, Demons versus Big Fat Bats. Demons, that's it. 
Um, as for demons, um, demons have a lot of speed. Um, they just aren't quite organized yet. Um, right. And so we s- we saw um, Adam Antel play okay this season. It's it's solid. It's much improved from the be- from their the beginning of their first season. But he he still needs to sc- put some more scores on the board. Uh, the the defense led by Don Vass, of course. Um, they're good. Um, they 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 took a big win against the struggling Strat in Oakmont. Um, that's look. That's the way you want to go into the playoffs. Yeah. They beat the Penetrators, who it's kind of becoming a rivalry with those two teams. So that's cool to see that to start the season. But like I said, like they kind of dipped after that. Like they they faced Primetime, good team, and they lost. They 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 beat Step Rose. Uh, they lost to Glory Boys. They they te- they seem to lose against teams you expect them to lose against and win right. against teams you expect them to win against. On to Division Six, and this is where we have the highs of the highs against the lows of the lows of the playoff format that we have. Well, we say that there is the possibility that the teams that snuck in, let's call it, from the bottom tier, might actually have a fighting chance on this, right? Because again. I think we can all agree. I think it was Conference B was stronger than Conference A this year in Division Six. So yeah. even if you finish near the bottom of the standings, you probably have a still a decent squad. So you never know. Maybe some of the teams are false kings. We'll get there in our last game, I'm sure. And um, they are in this side of the bracket too. So we'll talk about them as well. Tropic Thunder and Thunder Buddies getting the uh, the two Thunder teams getting uh, the buys. Very thunderous uh, game that will come up here. A lot of lightning as well. All right, uh, six games to preview. Beer Knights, Shadden, Oakamont. Um, what is your gut saying with these two uh, Titans going at it this weekend? My gut is saying Frankie Scalzo is a Division Five quarterback playing in Division Six. Um, he had a really good season. Yeah. Um, and it's not surprising. He played in fall with part of my swag. I'm sure he learned a lot from Brad Evans and Cole. Yeah, he, and he had some bad mistakes in, in the fall, but uh, yeah. much improved now. Um, Michael Pietrobon's as good a receiver as they comes. Um, Matthew Kelgen, the former quarterback of this team, playing wide receiver, I think it's probably a better fit for his skill set. Um, defense is competent. They have um, they have nine different players who've recorded interceptions. So that's impressive to me. Um, and Scalzo uh, also adds a lot on the ground, almost running three times a game. Um, so not like a, you know, it's not all he does, but at the same time, if it's there, he'll take it. He'll take the free yards. Um, so that's something that they'll have to watch out for. Um, and they're playing who Eagle? Stratton Oakmont. I just have, I have too many tabs open and the internet is slow. Um, yeah, Stratton Oakmont, um, they struggled in this season. And I want to say, um, it's their first season. They gave up a ton of points, um, they yeah they're, they're largely uh 55 rated uh players so they're, they're pretty new uh jeremy Helladad um again quarterback sh- struggling with with accuracy another running quarterback uh what he doesn't have an accuracy he makes up for with his legs but at times that's going to be difficult they have a lot of athletes on beer nights so um he's got to come into the game with some specific plays maybe Find ways to get the ball to Spencer Strasser and Don Romeo in space. Let them go out and, and get the yards. Uh, it appears that Warriors' James Wiseman is also in this team. Well, he's doing a lot more for the FPF than he is for the NBA team. Um, West, lear- they don't need him. He's just no, learning. Don't. Uh, West Allen boys against Wild Hogs. I, I've seen the West Allen boys play. I've um, seen Wild Hogs play. 
I I told you guys a couple weeks ago. I think it was maybe it was with you or with um, uh, that guy that went for like six hours. Eggy. Uh, <laughs> six hour Eggy. Six hour eggs. That's what he is. I I, I do. Like tell you what. Note. Tell you what. That guy doesn't need to think about baseball. Yeah, he would He'd, be a perfect fan demographic for baseball. Yeah, that's not what I was saying. I was saying he doesn't need Roman swipes. Him and Leo. Him, him, him and Leo Gervais would be perfect for baseball. They both last long. Exactly. So, like, I, I do like this West Island boys team. And they do got yeah. guys that can move, the, I guess, the stakes. But in this case, the cones for first down and stuff. The big cones. Exactly. Zach Stacy. move the big cones. A lot of people don't give Zach Stacy. Um, He's good. He's really good. But what makes him really good is that as soon as the ball is in his hands, it's that he's he's quicker than fast. Like yeah. He just turns up field. He also does that five, thing yards. you like from high di- high division players where he comes back to the ball. He doesn't just yeah. wait for it. Um, uh, Skyler Bailiff is really good too. Uh, Nick, Richard, Nick Richard is a good um, third option for the team. Um, I'm oh sorry, Nick Richard more on, on defense rather. Like, right. Because um, Zach Stacey and Skyler Bailiff are the offense, but they're also the main two guys on, on defense. And on defense, if your third worst defender is Nick Richard, you, you can you can do a lot worse, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, Zach Stacey doing a bit of everything, by the way. Sacks, interceptions. He had three pick sixes. He's a generalized player. That's what he is. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing particular about him that you can say this is a general. Guy. Exactly. But if Wild Hogs do have a uh, a chance in this game, where is it for them that they can perhaps make a, a where or when? Both. Okay. So when is next season? Okay. <laughs> you had to think I would go there. Um, look, again, they're a new team. They're they're learning. Um, they are not particularly organized. Um, they've been better with Jason Armenti. Jason Armenti's cut his teeth in the MFL. He's a uh, quarterback of the year. What? Apparently, he's quarterback of the year. There we go. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. he's learned. And look, we know we've said for a while, MFL has. As the competition's grown, it's come closer to what FPF is, but it's not FPF at the same time, right? Like it's it, it there is a notch above, although this is Division Six. Um, Jason Armenti, uh, probably a better athlete than people consider him. Um, he he can buy time. Um, you know, I like the raw skills of guys like Nate Caputo, Avery Kilmus, um, Benjamin Denis, but when I saw them play. It just seemed as though this was before um, before uh, Jason Armenti was on the team. So it might have been play calling, but it just seemed as though routes weren't crisp. Guys weren't where they're supposed to be, um, and they, they they weren't uh, they weren't serving um, uh, that game. I believe uh, Louis Philippe Dalte was quarterback. If there's one thing that Wild Hogs have is very bright uniforms. They do. Yeah, I saw them play at Loyola. Uh, yeah, it was Loyola. That's right. It was Loyola about two weeks ago. And please, I tell you, if it was pitch black with no streetlights, you can they see. would be the streetlights. Um, but yeah, so I think I think Jason Armenti helps them. But I, I think they're just a little outclassed. And we'll get to our picks, obviously, but I, I'm tipping my hat a little bit uh, as I just don't think they have uh, the, the organization. Not even a horsepower because they have athletes. It's just the, the, the organizational um, intelligence to get there yet. Uh, Dusters 2.0 against Flamingos. Um, seen Dusters play. Let's just say that they carry a lot of uh, confidence and arrogance about them on the football field. And uh, do they get a little chippy? Sure. But who doesn't get chippy in FPF? 
but they have a pretty good defense where yeah, they, they come up with timely INTs. I will say the thing I like most about Oregon teams is is when they do lose. <laughs> it's fun to see that happen. Oh, they but, just implode, man. Um, they melt. That said, uh, Duster's defense is really good. Um, and Duster's kind of got off to sort of a, not even slow, but sluggish start, so to speak. Right. Um, they tied their first game. Uh, they lost the Toon Squad. They, they, you know, it wasn't until the third game where they faced. We just talked about Wild Hogs, and and they used the Wild Hogs as a as a as a whipping horse to get their their offense going and uh, kind of found their stride. Um, they have a, they have a bit of a robbery with FKU. Yeah. Yeah. That that uh, obviously something that um, it goes back to if you have junior, if I'm not mistaken. It, it might, but they they had a bit of a. Or is I think that's flight football team. There's yeah. there's one of the teams that has a rivalry with us. No, I think it's flight football team. And has a they r- could the, see each other yeah. on this side of the bracket at some point, which I would definitely go watch. Last time they played, Dusters 2.0 beat FKU. Yeah, Loyola. It was it was the game where there was a lot of controversy, a lot of chippiness that happened. But anyway, the point for this focus here for Flamingos is that if they are able to pull off the win. Can they do it with what they currently have, or they're gonna have to come up with INTs or some sort of turnover that results in points for them? This is for uh, for flamingos. For flamingos, um, yeah, they they're gonna need extra possessions, so turnover on downs, uh, interceptions. They're just not effective enough um, as an offense to just play a clean game and and have the other team play a clean game and just go score for score and win on converts. That's not right. their thing. They got smoked by Thunder Buddies last game of the season, West Island boys. Um, they 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 did beat a good team though in, in Betway Bandits. And yeah. and so we've seen them be capable, right? So you need to sort of take a similar although it's a different kind of team. Betway Bandits don't have a, a ton of speed, but Arietovich avoid making mistakes in that game. Um and they did get two inter- interceptions by Mason Schnick and Ben Levy. So Ben Levy's really good. Ben Levy's right. a really good player. He's their star. Some of these Div 6 teams are built the way you'd expect them to be built, where there's a star player and a cast around them with some decent players, some weaker players, and, and Flamingos are one of those teams where they're not dominant, but they do have a really good player. Primetime Lionhearts. Um, Lionhearts, we know very well. Primetime. Uh, Primetime is a really good defense. Yes. Um, uh, they they call themselves the, the, the self-proclaimed best defense in, in FPF, but in, in Division 6, but they, uh, they've been playing that role. And they're playing against the Lionheart team that is one of the lowest scoring teams in, yeah. in the playoffs here. So is this a, a a real tall task for them, Lionheart, to squeeze it's, points out of a rock? It's about a bad, as bad a matchup as Lionheart could have Could done. this be a blowout in no five plays? This could be a blowout, definitely. It, it could be a first half blowout if things go the way uh, primetime expect. Um, that's a primetime. Like, you got to prepare for this. Be, like, like, it's... Joe Morgues is a smart player. He's played high division FPF, right? Like yeah. he's he's going if he senses any weakness, he's gonna capitalize, right? So um if this game stays like nineteen eighteen, you know, if Lionhearts do manage to put right. points, maybe a pick six wins the game for Lionhearts, right? Like, like that's the kind of game I can see uh it being. Um for primetime, um they They've shown a couple of times that they can score five times in the playoffs, but that hasn't really been their DNA, right? So right. Uh, I, I worry about that in the playoffs, but I don't think that's an issue uh, this round. Uh, Jacob Solis has been good but uns- unspectacular. Again, their defense has set him up. Given how well Carter Condon and like Matthew Ka- Cadigan and those guys, uh, George Zerjotis as well, given how well 
they've positioned um, their offense because of how well they play defense. Yeah. You would figure they'd score more, and they, they just haven't. They just haven't. Um, so, we'll have to see. Uh, sorry, uh, Carter Condon, uh, George Gorsuch, and Alice Mur- Al- uh, Alessio Mural um, are the guys, the main guys on defense. Um, and, like, yeah, they have a lot of interceptions, but, you know, only five of them went for touchdowns. I'm saying only five because the other interceptions still put you in good position, right? Right. And, and that didn't translate to scoring enough, I think, for a team that I think is really talented. Penetrators, Team Poland. Poland had an awful season this year. This is definitely a real mismatch. Well, this is the, the vacated seed by Henry Pisag Gang by forfeiting their last game of the season unintentionally, plus the Stormers going out. Um, yeah. What a wild ride to get to the playoffs. But you're there. You have a chance, right? It's a chance, right? It's like dodgeball. 0-10. Outscored by 197 points. They are the ultimate underdog. They are the ultimate dodgeball team. Yeah. Well, at this point, they have nothing to lose. They're the average Joes. <laughs> I think they're the below average Joes. They're, 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 they're the average they're Poland. Team Poland. They're not the average Joes. That's another team. Um, Victor's they're not, average Poland. Victor Snaj, uh Sorry, Thomas Snaj is not a, a natural quarterback. He has to learn um, not just play calling. Because here's the thing. is A lot of guys, they listen to play calls when they're playing with a quarterback. And then they go try and execute the same plays. But if you don't know how to read those plays, it takes a little while to get there. And yeah. I think that's the point in development Thomas Snodg is at. Um, he's a great receiver, though. Um, and I think if they had a legitimate quarterback, him and Victor Davis could do some serious damage. William Braun as well is really good. Um, and I just think they're not quite there yet. Penetrators on the other end. Um they came into the season after having a really interesting fall, and they looked they hit the ground running, so to speak. Took that loss to Demons early on, but really haven't looked back. Nine and one since that loss. Uh, Nicholas Fawn, Rocco Cristiano, great one-two punch. Um, Rocco Cristiano uh, just getting enough games to be playoff eligible. That's a ridiculous amount of speed for Division Six. A lot of tire burning going on right now. Yeah, um, Justin Goodman, really good defender. Um, it's 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 good. They they beat Tukiani last last week. Um, uh, they they beat Lionhearts. They they had kind of had some some warm up games after having that slow outing against Maccabees. Yeah, yeah. Um, it sets up for for I think a, a good matchup for them. They they have their offense running. Uh, they they got to play some weaker competition to get sort of uh. Make sure they had all their, their playbook set, and I think they're good to go. Probably the game that has, I think, the most intrigue um, on this side of the bracket is FKU against uh, your girlfriend's cheer for us. Um, we know FKU very well, and I got to see your girlfriend's cheer for us firsthand uh, just 10 days ago, give or take here. Um, They'll be without their best receiver. Yeah, well, <laughs> right? Copeland won't be there. Uh, he, he's got bigger uh, things to worry about now than playing flag football here. But... For your girlfriends, for them, you know, I, I give them a chance. And the reason why I give them a chance is that they play decent defense, but I do like their offense because they have a bit of that, uh, we don't care, we're going to launch it and we're going to come down with that ball in the 50-50. And that's what they showed to me in the outdoors. And they, they played at Loyola in the win over a uh, flag football team. And they could definitely come up with some big plays. And if they can maybe have that in their advantage where they can get in rhythm early on, and that's what they did well against the flag football team. They jumped out to a fast start, didn't look back here. If they had that halftime lead, 
I wouldn't discount them winning that football game against FKU. Chris Opus is really good too. We 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 talked a lot about him in thirty five plus. Yeah. Um, MFL guy as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really good player. Um, and I'm I'm curious to see if they can prevent FKU from scoring because your girlfriend here for us had a hard time from preventing other other offenses. Um, and Alejandro Fonte, solid season. Um, and he has two weapons in Manny Bizogius and, and Leo Diakumakos, who uh, I think are really good. Uh, Noah Bloom, um, heavily targeted in this offense as well. Um, I'm curious to see that exactly. I think if FKU has their way, they'll just be able to score. They put up um, 77 points in their last two games. Yeah. So... I think this is a bad game script for your girlfriend shirt for us, but and you might only have five guys receivers eligible for you your girlfriend shirts for us. You mean for games five el- players or six five players? Okay, well that five one. receivers right eligible. For well, five receivers or five players because the quarterback is not a receiver. Well, I've, I've excluded the quarterback. I've the five okay. receivers right now that I've so but they'll have six players. Though. Exactly, it's a, it's a huge difference between having five and six guys. Exactly, no, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, there's no question. Well, if they're your best six guys, it's not as bad. Yeah, but you know they, that's you know again. We'll see what their depth will look like for that game here. So, never know, never know. But FKU, I think, definitely has some ch- has a chip on the shoulder, and they've proven yours truly wrong before in the Fall Cup. And I, I think they have probably the cards in their favor to go on a, on a deeper run for sure. So yeah. we'll find out. Uh, Pete, when's your article? Are we doing the picks now? Or are we doing the I don't the know about my article, Mo. I don't know if I can write yet. Oh boy. Uh, how about you like do like a podcast version? Oh, we are we doing do the podcast yeah. version right now. There you yeah. go, exactly. So like, Div Six, at least you get me on the podcast. It would suck if like you had another writer who was hurt. Although, if it wasn't me who was hurt, I would just write the article for that writer. <laughs> 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 but um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to. I, it sucks. I love writing. It's the, my favorite thing to do in FPF. If only you um, had someone that who can who drives you around and takes care of your odds and ends that can I do, do for you. I do, but he's he's not a good writer. But he's a very smart person. Yeah, he right? just sucks at writing. Yeah, yeah. You know, if only if only we knew someone like that in this league. Yeah, I would just make sure he has auto dictact or didact turned on. See, I don't even know words. So yeah, well, I, I have the technology. You just talk, and they would just write for you. I tried it. It doesn't work well. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, I'll try it again. Eagle. By the way, Eagle, how many candies did you uh, devour at the women's final? I'd like to point out that I brought none of those for myself. Those were it all. Doesn't make to it me. better. It does. I, I promise, uh, Your Honor, I didn't bring those guns there. I just found them and murdered all those people. Yes. Yeah. It, it, but it's like saying, oh, I wasn't there during the robbery. I was outside. Well, yet you were an accessory to the robbery. So No, I wasn't. You're the accessory, Mo. You but brought me candy. I didn't bring you candies. Then why didn't you bring me candy? Because I'm watching out for your health. Are you really, though? Yeah. You should have taken them then. I, if I did, you would have been, yeah, it would have been better than if you said nothing for three minutes. I yeah, that's not my fault. If the thing was working, we would have had we wouldn't have had an issue, right? I um I did help Eagles Health. I had a single Reese's peanut butter cup. You see, you prevented you one. Know, it was funny because I had nine of them, and I was like, "Where's the tenth one?" Yeah, I I didn't think. How do you uh, wait, I, Mo? I, I don't know. So do you eat candy at all, or ha- no. have you? But have you? I've eaten. Yeah, yeah. But so have you eaten a Reese's peanut butter cup? Of course. Okay. Yes. Um, I don't know because you eat you eat like cardboard and shit. I don't know. <laughs> you eat your mom's delicious cooking and then cardboard <laughs> otherwise. Um, so, how do you eat a Reese's peanut butter cup? Um, 
Well, obviously they're bite size. You can put them oh, one I, shot. I take several bites, but go ahead, I do yeah. it in one shot. No, see, I I eat the rim first. It's a yeah, <laughs> I eat the rim first. <laughs> Man. It's a technique you perfected over the yeah, years. I feel like yeah. Charles Barkley was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I eat the rim first, and then I leave the the soft middle, and then I eat the soft middle. I just eat them in bites. Yeah, like one you bite. Guys are weird. Two bites. You guys are really weird. They fit. Come from a guy who eats the rim first. They fit in one shot. When I, so. when I was in grade school, or, or probably high school, um, you know, like the there's like a thing the the compass for math i would yeah. use it to like poke holes and cut out the middle to eat the middle first and then eat the rim like a donut like i had a tiny donut and that's how you learned about pie and that's how we go on to dip 5b it was overweight for most of my life so 5b we got four games to look at here uh red dragons cookers saber horse uh bins warriors team sexy what could have been against two fires and and, and half of johnson let's we'll start off with the red Dragons game against cookers here so both all these games are outdoors, by the way. Uh, so there's no indoor games that will be played. I look at this scheme here for Red Dragons, and I, I did see them play, and I did uh, score cape their game. I think two weekends ago, they are a team that is matchup dependent, in my yeah, opinion. I agree. And when they played Speakeasy, Speakeasy's being the, the the regal of this division besides Lockdown. I look. I think Red Dragons, if they had the right matchup, they can win this game. Uh, they got some decent guys on offense here that, that can move the stakes here. But what really will pique my interest is their defense. They have the speed, but they just don't have the uh, the wealth of experience to understand concepts, how to apply it in this type of environment playing in the flag football league. Um, last time they played Red Dragon beat Cookers 19-6. Um, I like Samuel Kante. He's a really good player. Um and so I think he'll have to play a big role. Um, Cookers, it all depends who's playing quarterback because they've had different guys play it throughout the season, which is five to be exact. Not a recipe for success, right? And and in that game, Charles Blondeau played quarterback. Uh, he's had the most attempts on the team. He had only four completions in that game. Yeah, that's not going to help you. That's no. not going to help you win any football games right now. It's not. It's but not. but yet. They they did win three games, which uh, you know in that context of having so many quarterbacks is pretty impressed that five quarterbacks and have three wins. So you you played Cookers week one. Uh was it week one? Yes, you won by six. Cool. I I forgot. It's been a while. Yeah. What can you tell us about them? I, I can't remember. Games. I honestly don't remember the game. But yeah, you can remember the the uh, the fact that PZ had one of your. Reese's Cups. Hey man, I <laughs> gotta remember important things. I guess. I but guess. yeah, you can't remember a game that you played one hour. Could you pretend you had an information about cookers? So no, Eagle, you I can't. I actually can't remember that game at all. This is a guy who has an IQ of like six hundred, and you can't remember that one game. Yeah, yeah, it's a problem. I mean, it would be, but I just didn't pay attention to. Okay, it. Okay, so let's pretend that you played. In the By game. the way, cookers, this is take this as complete disrespect. Eagle thinks you're not worth remembering. Yeah, I wasn't there for game two, so that one I also don't remember. That was game one. You were there. I checked the game sheet before you I go and play. Don't remember. Yeah, he thinks you're not memorable, so clap back. Okay, so clap back. Are we gonna give Cookers a chance in this game against Red Dragons? Yes, I, I'm gonna give them a chance. Red Dragons, um, they don't score a ton. So no, but but it's gonna be on their defense, I think, to to create the offensive points for them. Yeah. Um, so. The, the games where they've scored the most, they had a 16 nothing forfeit win 
so they didn't score those points. Eagle, what can you tell us about Red Dragons? Oh, I do remember this game now for the Cookers. Oh, thank you. Five minutes. They after. were completely disorganized in the first game. Yeah, well, this that's is. First game, to be fair. Yeah, so yeah. they uh, didn't have jerseys, didn't have pants, didn't have a playbook. People were running around, didn't know what to do, didn't know the rules. Um, so then they imagine they figured that out as they went on. Impressive that they made the playoffs to go from that to mean the playoffs, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they finished three and seven, so in a way they kind of squeezed their way in. But yes, still they, still, they went from not knowing the rules of the game yeah. to knowing how to get in the playoffs. Yeah. As for your other question, I can literally tell you nothing because I wasn't there. I was in Texas. All right, you weren't there for Red Dragons. Red Dragons okay, no. that's the game we lost. To be fair, I didn't check the uh, yeah. the game sheet for that. I just give the Red Dragons uh, full one though. So, but well, generally mean, they played before, right? In week nine, generally they don't yeah. score a lot of points. There's somewhere between two and four touchdowns. Um, you know, save the turf is a game where they scored a lot, but save the turf are a division defense, six man. team, right? It's gonna be the defense for Red Dragons. But, but is that enough in the playoffs? But save the turf tools uh, be Cookers thirty three fourteen for this game. For so this by game, power of deduction, <laughs> for this Red game, Dragons yes. win this easily. For this game, yes. But if Red Dragons were to progress deeper and get a big hitter team, no, they can get one game out of it, peace. But after that, all bets are off. Uh, save a horse, Eagles' favorite like, don't, team. Don't get me wrong. They're the favorite for this game. Right? 100%. I, I think they should win this game. Uh, save a horse against Benz, the Eagles' favorite team, save a horse, who uh, I, I'd love to have a rematch with those two teams, if that's the case. And they would have to wear pennies, right, because they were white and you were white. Uh, save a horse, Peas, I look at this team. Uh, they, they previously played week three. Uh, uh no, wait, I can't read. I'm sorry, continue. Uh, save a <laughs> that was Save the Turf Tolls. They played in week nine, where Save a Horse won 25-6. to six. Yeah, so it feels like with Save a Horse, they played down to their competition yeah. and can't play up to the big hitters. So uh, we talked about this famously last season and once this season where Eagle thought, oh, this is easily their three-team. When I saw <laughs> the play, I was oh, like, yes. they are... They have a lot. They have the talent of a Div three team. They're currently a good Division five team. Eagle, do you remember that? I do. But you don't remember the fact that you played <laughs> Team one this past season. I remember. remember I remember that eventually. game because Terry time threw seven interceptions, three of which were returned for pick sixes. So I remember that game very clearly. Um, they rely a lot on their athleticism, but it's bounce out offense though, right? They got four guys with five plus touchdowns on that yeah, offense. Well, because of the ridiculous athleticism. Yeah. Um. Kyle Daniels' playbook is not something that's sustainable long-term in FPF, but it's going to work at this at this level against certain teams. If you play a team that can't take advantage of um, somewhat um, simplistic play calls, you know, because you know what's coming. Like yeah. it's he's he's a good thrower of the football. He's accurate. Um, he's uh, got a good deep ball. He can throw on the move. Um, but he takes some chances. He did throw ten interceptions, which is you know it's enough. Like it's it's not a it's not it's not terrible, but you know it's not great either. It's it's sort of intermediate, which is what I expected. Um, but if you play against a, a strong defense, or if you play against a team with just as many athletes as you, um. I know containing, you know, Brighton Wilkinson, Ty Middleton, and Tyler Highland is is a lot. Well, the three ties, Stewart, and, oh, and, and, and Ty Middleton. Stewart as well. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they but I, I think on the flip side is their defense though. Uh, Twenty ints, I think they had, or close so enough to that. 
I, I haven't seen them a ton this season. I saw them once this season. I saw them play times. twice yeah. last season. Do they still run all man? Do you know Eagle? Uh, they change it up every now and then. Okay, because the few times I saw them, they were predominantly playing man anyway. But, but um, in, in so in that that'll work again if you have the b- if you have the better matchup. But I could get away with in this. This they can get away with that idea in this matchup though. If you run yeah, match match. it's just like they played Air Force One and lost. They they pl- last time they played Ben, they, they won. Um, Warriors they lost, right? Like so, like the teams who have equal equal ca- caliber athletes yeah. or football, a high football IQ, they struggle against. And and Ben are not exactly that just yet. No. Um, for for Ben, um, what do you think is the key to their success? For, if they're gonna if they're gonna pull off the upset, they need a prayer. Okay. Uh, you know, they need to go to church. I don't know if they go to church because they're playing on Saturday, so they may not go. To, they might go to a mosque on Friday or synagogue mm-hmm. on a Saturday, which could be the case, right? But so, but if it's synagogue Saturday, it sucks. It's a game Saturday. Well, it's after sunset though. That's true. So Good I think it'd be okay. Good point. Um, they need a prayer. They they need an ultimate prayer that's gonna give them the the um, the injection field to come well, up with. Well, who the is it that needs to step up? It's a, from watching them from afar, and we can always point to the quarterback play and and whether it's David Michaud as a quarterback, but I think it's gonna be the supporting cast of receivers because Thomas Parent, uh, that's a guy that has done well, but. After that, though, Roy Cassis is a guy that has to step up. I think him and Parent are the two guys that have to make their plays whenever they're called upon because they got they had most targets this year to combine 64 or 65 targets this year. If they're able to come up and prolong drives, and it's one of those things where you kind of want to slow it down to like a meat grinder halt here piece mm-hmm. where if you can max the clock, maybe an eight-minute drive, we've seen that in FPF a couple times here, and get seven points out of it, it kind of puts Saver Horse on the, your heels because they want to play quick. They want to play quick, and yeah. they might go deep, 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 and then you might force a turnover, which brings back to your script of hey, we can grind it out and get a few more points, and kind of not you can't. Fiz- I mean, you can you can tire out, but wear down the mental aspect of it against a Saver Horse roster like that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, so. I can see that. Um, I, I don't know how likely that is, but I can I can see it, it's gonna be hail mary. It, it's gonna be an ultimate hail mary for this. But not game. to actually throw the hail mary. Exactly. Again, slow it down. Exactly. Please don't throw hail mary. Yeah. Uh, Warriors team sexy. Team sexy is a team that I've uh, I've gone uh, acclimatized from week one to where we are today. Uh, they come a long way from the lack of maturity that they had with yours truly. And they played last week where Warriors won 35-11 to 11, uh, in yeah. the Lachine Dome. I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, if you followed our, our show last week where we talked about the uh, the infamous fight that, of course, threw a wrench in our playoff plans, we had a segment called Don't Be Dicks. Um, team Sexy, I, you know what? I, I can feel the immaturity. You, be immature. It's all good. Just don't be dicks, which you haven't been. So great. Do that thing. <laughs> Be on that edge. That's okay. Just don't cross the line. Um, I, you you kind of like a team that that's fiercely competitive the way they are. Um, they they, they play a lot, of, a lot of confidence and arrogance in their game. Yeah, but like that's okay though. I don't mind. But it, it it matches the way they play, right? Like they yeah. play like they're the best athletes all the time. Well, the flamboyance of the uniforms of pink, but but you know from where they were week one against Save Horse and Brossard to where they are today. I think they've improved from a competitive standpoint that games now, like the, the game they had against Save Horse was completely done and dusted after one half. Yeah. But now they're starting to figure out a little bit here. Uh, they do take bad penalties at times, and that's going to be a key. Can they maintain their mental discipline in this football game where they don't 
take an OC because their quarterbacks offer ten plays. But yeah, I get it. And that's the whole thing with like play like play close to the edge, just don't cross it, right? Like yeah. it's like the Draymond Green thing. Like Draymond Green's great and put except fingers. When, when when he gets kicked out of the game, he's not great anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. So I just think that you know in the rematch we'll have this week, do I think it's a twenty one point gap? Probably not. Yeah, I'd I don't think that. it's gonna be twenty one point gap. Um, Warriors are a tough team to play, and they <laughs> yeah. On the flip side, they're great uh, in the playoffs. We saw that in the Fall Cup. Um, I've played. I have such a long history of playing against them. Mean Machine, like that whole family trio teams. Um, Benji Ziegler uh, is a glitch. Um, that kid can run. I kid, he's probably my age, or maybe a little bit younger. He's he can move. Um, the Adam Rabinovich too. You you play with Adam, right? Yep. He's a good player. Like he, I like him a lot. Like he just does everything well. Right. Um, th- they're they have uh championship pedigree. They have experience. Uh, we talked about Matthew Lutner in the Division Six part of the show. He's on this team as well. That's a nice nice two way uh, addition to have. They're good. They're good across the board. Um, Adam Liebling also on this team too. Like it's. Um, but this is a feast or famine team as well because against the better teams they've had difficulty. But again, come playoff time, they, I, I don't even believe that's a thing, and they've shown me it's a thing. They, but, they, they they get so much better come playoff time. But if the Warriors put thirty plus on Team Sexy, it's a wrap. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Sexy and has the. They've allure. scored thirty plus in the last four games. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think Sexy has the uh, uh, the cutting edge to get to thirty plus. They got to keep a low score. I think they got to keep it in the 20s for sure, but yeah. they cannot go uh, throw for throw with these guys. Uh, what could have been against two Pfizer, Fulton, and Half Johnson? Um, I am intrigued by this game. Uh, are you peace with Yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to buy time to open up no, the they, they played previously in week four. What could have been one thirty nine to 34? Um. Yeah, I can see that kind of game happening where it goes either way. They're both really good. Um, Danny McPhee runs the Joey Taylor offense, but with more speed than Joey Taylor. Yeah. Um, highly, highly, highly effective. Uh, you know, the ball comes out of his hand. Um, and we see Joey Taylor feasting as a receiver on this team, right? Because he knows the system so well. He knows how to position himself, how to sit in the zone. Uh, I've played with Joey Taylor as a receiver underrated receiver in yeah. FPF. Yeah. Um it's just the 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 leggings under the shorts don't sell it, but he's no, he's a really he, good guy. He doesn't. But but here's the thing on, on the flip side though, the and part of my my pronunciation of the last name and and, and I ask for forgiveness. Uh but Randolph Regis Kadua. Oh, I said that properly. And Keelan uh Keelan Ferdinand, right? They've combined Caleb. Uh, Caleb <laughs> you, you got Caleb. so messed up by uh, by Randall yeah. that uh, threw you off for Caleb. <laughs> they've come out for thirty-one touchdowns. Yeah, um, that's a lot of production. That yeah. is a lot of production. That is uh, blistering for us at its finest with those three guys. Does two Pfizer's have the antidote to contain this? That they don't. But that's the thing: is they're not looking to contain. They're looking to go score for score and be more. Their key to success for for two votes and a half Johnson is they they play such an efficient game that they're confident winning games on on extra points. It didn't work last time. It's not going to work all the time. It's what's kept Joey Taylor from winning an FPF championship, right? 
<laughs> um, as, as a quarterback anyway. Yeah. Um, but th- that's the thing is they rely on efficiency. And I don't know if what could have been can prevent that level of, of chemistry and, and timing and efficiency. Uh, Adam Leroy uh, has been a good defender, as has Kadua and Daniel Williams, uh, Kalen Ferdinand. Um, a lot of the same pieces, two ways, basically. They're just they're good athletes, but it's just the organization. Uh, like The thing is with that offense, Mo, is uh, if you can't play man and if you can't be physical, if it's just not your makeup – um, you you're gonna struggle because right they create two on one off uh, opportunities. Joey, like, uh, the reason Joey Taylor's in the Hall of Fame, by the way, is not just his his uh, his accolades and and his his stats. It's the teaching that he's done and the the influence he's had on FPF and that he's created not necessarily because not everyone runs that playbook, but he's created uh, a concept. That a lot of lower division quarterbacks have implemented the East West system. Yeah, <laughs> it's use all of the field, not just downfield. Use all of the field, uh, and and that also means going uh, horizontally and not just vertically, right? And and um, it's such an intelligent design. And Danny McPhee is such a he's probably better suited to run it because of his because of his ridiculous speed. On to five A we go, and just before we uh, dive into it, P uh, Eags. Uh, I know Vultures 2.0 is listed in green as a six seed, but it is Streets Ahead that's in the playoffs. That is correct. Um, Vultures 2.0, welcome to the roadshow, which means you're not playing. It means you're no. working. That's the way we say to each other when yeah. we lose. I can go find the exact uh, breakdown of what happened there. Yeah. Um, let yeah. me go see if I can. Anyway, you do that while we dive into it here. Okay, so Balls Deep Peas were in complete control of the narrative of, of being a one seed. Uh, they had gl- they had the ghosts glitched up. Now here they are as a three seed. Now they play Streets Ahead uh, this weekend here, and obviously Streets Ahead are the six seed here. I, I have it by the way. Yes, so go for it. what ended up happening was there was a three way tie between Mighty Six Vultures Two Point and Streets Ahead. When we break down the actual divisional records, because they, they're a little bit messed up, the Mighty Six finished at three and one. Streets Ahead finished at three and one, and Vultures Two Point finished at two and two. So for the highest seed, it was a tie break between Mighty Six and Streets Ahead. Mighty Six got the fifth seed off of that. And then there was a two-way tie between Streets Ahead and Vultures, and Streets Ahead take it, essentially. Yeah. And yet they are in red. Vultures Car- are out. Car- Carlo is online. Vultures are out. It's because the divisional record is broken. I, know, I told but, you. But, but from a graphic standpoint here, it yes, shows it. You said it, it doesn't work well. <laughs> yeah. Vultures. The graphic means nothing. I know. I know. Okay. So, Balls Deep gets Streets Ahead here. Is it me or is it balls deep maybe kind of fluttering a little bit here and, and coming to the playoffs with where they are? Um, oh sorry, I still have the uh, yes. Because but, they, but they you struggled. They played week six, by the way. Balls deep won 34 to 21. Right, but you lose to Ghosts. Uh, you had a close one against my six. You lose to Kings of the North. They, they're, they're not playing as well as they did uh, prior to that win against Streets Ahead. Yeah. Um, Absolutely, it, it's it's not been the same team. It's been a, a little bit of an unbalanced uh, season, uh, given how, how strong they started. It's kind of like they they might maybe were feeling themselves a little bit. Um, I thought, you know, them versus Ghost was 
a good game, and, and it's what they gave us. Right. Uh, I thought that was a game Fallout could have won. Um, but yeah, it's um, Justin Weir has looked better than I thought he would. Yeah. Um, and he's he's improving, which is which is which is really good. Um, I I I like the team. Malik James is a really good player too. So um, he's young. He he adds a dimension to this team. Uh, it's not just all Matthew Peacock. Um, Ryan Dobbs Garnett has also had a really good season. Um, he's been solid. He's been yeah. solid start to finish. It just like you said, it it comes down to how um, can can they can they be successful despite not coming to the playoffs as hard as they wanted. Yeah, they, they, they've been a slow burn now where they were raging fire in the first four or five weeks of the season. And you know, we talk about the uh, two Pfizer's tree of, of success, right? The branches. Alex Joltepulp, he's a key branch off of that. And he is a playoff performer. And when you look at that, and C.W. Trombley, former uh, football player, tackle guy that is, playing quarterback, he had a pretty strong season. Um, for his opening act as the QB for Streets Ahead here with 39 touchdowns and almost 1,600 yards passing. Um, they they can put up the points, but I feel like Weir is due to have a couple of turnovers. So the biggest issue for me is when I see Streets Ahead is that you you kind of know what every player's role is on that defense, uh, on that offense. Right. And I think that Ball's Deep, have a unexperienced and physical defense. I think that can disrupt that. Um, so for uh, streets have to be successful, they need to just target wherever they feel they have the best matchup. Right. And continuously go at it. I know they want to spread the ball, but just continuously go at where they have the matchup. Uh, for for um, Matthew for for Matthew Weir, um, Justin Weir. Sorry, um, and Matthew Peacock in mind for Justin Weir. Um, I get what you're saying that he's kind of do a bad game, but I think this might actually be he's got enough experience that this might be his like his level of play at the moment. Like he yeah. he might actually be one of the better quarterbacks in Division Five B just because he's been learning, he's gotten better, he's improved. Um, if you look like completion percentage is one of those things that indicate sort of um, a projection for whether or not it's sustainable, right? Because if you're completing a lot of passes and you're keeping the ball away from the other team, yeah, um, that gives you the greatest opportunity for continued success because, you know, it's a four-down game. Most teams will convert ten yards on, in, in four plays. Um, I think that, I think that this just might be who he is at the moment. I don't know if Streets Ahead can give him anything defensively to make him, give him pause. With backwards foot backwards football club against the mighty six, uh, the next playoff game that we're going to preview now. Um, I like uh, BFC's chances because they have some athletes. Hennessy Ore, who we've seen playing higher divisions, really two good. three, no previous matchup, none whatsoever. Uh, Quentin Rice, another good uh, ball catcher as well. Uh, they it's more top heavy of talent that they have piece for for the roster, but in this case for where they are overall. It's going to be one of those things where I think the pass rush is going to be key for them. Meet Patel had 10 sacks this year. Yeah. And I, I think that's going to be the big uh, difference maker and why they sh- could win this game on the weekend. Back in the day, you would see um, 
Division Five being a division that gave up a lot of sacks, but the the quarterback play in Division Five has increased dramatically. Right, right. Like the the jump from six to five is now uh, one of the greater jumps in FPF, um, and the fact that he can pressure the quarterback that much is um, is notable. And who's the quarterback for Mighty Six? Olivier Clavo, right? Yeah. So it's. It's going to be required because he took 13 sacks this year. Yeah, which is not, again, it's a lot for Div 5 at this moment yeah. based on, on how the game is being played in Division 5. He's also a running quarterback too, right? So yeah. that's going to be So key. again, it's it's are they sacks while he's trying to run and he's losing one or two yards? Yeah. Uh, those sacks tend tend to worry me less. Um, so w- what do you think, Mo? Like, do you, who wins that matchup between the running quarterback and the rusher in this game? I think when you look at Clavo. If he can, I think it's a tone setter. I think if he can set the tone early on a run, like, you know, in that one-on-one, one-v-one battle, that, hey, I'm going to blow right by you, and I will get minimum six, uh, five to ten yards per carry, then you kind of put a little doubt, I see it down to, in Patel's head that, okay, you know what, I think I have to change my, my so style of play, and, yeah. how I break down, and that takes away from probably his strengths as a rusher that, my strength right now cannot contain your strength. I have to now yeah. not go to plan B and try to get that through. So I just think that first encounter that they'll have in that running scenario, who can win that? Can Patel be more of a run stopper and force Clavo to be a passer? That's going to be the key why yeah, uh, it, backwards can win even, this game. Even if it's not um, like sacked, it's my, uh, Mighty Six. Yeah, um, no, my, yeah it's Mighty Six. Yeah, right, noise. Yeah. Uh, if... Even if he's not getting the sacks, it's just creating pressure and forcing him to throw off platform, which I don't know how well he'll be able to do that. Because again, there's another guy completing a ton of passes, right? And like, yeah. Um, and and we see we, we're going to talk to Alex Fafard later in the show, but Alex Fafard's a really good athlete. And Are we? Yeah, Div Four. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm, I'm saying for it's a lot of the guys from Beer Belly Brigade. That's yeah, why, yeah, who, yeah. Who just ran through four B this year. Oh, no, I'm saying for the interview. I think I meant to talk. No, no. Okay, that's, that's, that's what I was trying to say. We're I was like, on, really? On him as a quarterback, <laughs> but as a receiver, it, it just because he's a really, really good athlete, right? Yeah. So, so he's he's going to make plays. Um, I think that if the the runs are allow are used so that um, he plans them out, so he can roll and then hit hit a receiver. Rather than scrambling and just throwing off platform, I think that would be the key to success. So if he if he knows he's facing a good rusher, plan around that. You know. Um, on to the next game that we have lined up here. Uh, it is Goofy Goobers Longhorns. Uh, we're really high on the Goobers and how they've been going so far with Kevin Smuda. Uh, Longhorns had a up and down season. Uh, they actually played week two. Goobers right. won twenty four to nothing. But that was Dave that was pre. What do we call this? Uh, Pre pre uh Demalo pre got season. better at the game pre Demalo season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. N- look, the Nick Demalo's changed the team. Um, is Dave Allen hurt by the way? Does anybody know? Because I sure. notice he's not been playing either. Not too sure what the reasoning is. Um, unless we can get find out from our correspondent, GM Clethris, who uh, that would do it. But yes, yeah, so they got a better quarterback play, Longhorns. But is it enough to beat Goobers? Um, so uh, Goobers have my favorite defender in all of FPF, Max Bira. That dude can just take a, take an entire player away. He can just take a player away. He can decide you're not throwing to this player. 
You know what I mean? So right. if he, if he wants to take away, for example, Adam Rosen, that'll that'll help them a lot. Goofy Goofers have been a little inconsistent. They've been good, uh, but they like when they faced the Reed, they didn't compete. Right? They they were out of it early. Um, oh yeah, that game was a wrap. Cellos. They they need they need to get more more consistent, uh, and this is the season to do it. Well, I think playing the Kings of the North helps remedy some ills. Yeah, that they can be a little bit more uh, like go they, a bit of momentum, a bit of hey, we feel good about ourselves, about ourselves going to the playoffs. Yeah. And this might be a, a situation where they kind of lucked out on getting the horns now than a tougher matchup, which you know for anyone else in that division. Uh, we might be saying otherwise that Goobers might be wounded that they could be vulnerable to the loss. So, but um, if you're the Goobers and you have Kevin Smoot and Max Pira, which two guys are you taking away from Nick DiMaggio? Like, wh- how you like how are you forcing him to beat you? Like, who who are you taking away? So, if I'm the Longhorns and I have to be no, no, if you're if you're Goofy Goobers, Goobers, who are you taking away from Longhorns from the receiving core? Man, that's it's. It's something that, when you look at the roster now, and as I pull it up here with the roster and try to get it open, here we go. We we know that Kareem Yassin, Yasmin could be the guy that they have to take him out. Um, Adam Rosen, unfortunately, doesn't have enough games to play in the playoffs, so he's not going to be involved. Um, oh, Adam Rosen's not playing. Okay. Well, he only has four games played, right? I, thought, I, I didn't realize yeah, that. that. That's huge. And for whatever reason, Chris Rosen has 12 games played. <laughs> so, uh, a couple of Rosens. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know if maybe Eagle, uh, we'll have to look into that to make sure that the Rosens are eligible to play, perhaps. Yeah. So, there's no way for you to accurately answer the question. I can because <laughs> it feels like. So, let's, let's assume Adam Rosen is not playing. So, Chris Rosen would be the next guy. Chris well. Rosen. and I actually think GM Coletris is he's become a really good receiver, like a good possession receiver. He's become a good playoff performer. Yeah. Uh, it may not be a, a, a quantity of catches, but it's the quality of the But of even the quantity catch. of catches. Like it, it, so does, does Rosen, by any chance, have camp? Because he missed the last two games, which is why I'm thinking maybe he had a camp that he... Because uh, a few other players have had that situation, too, that I've noticed. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Okay. Thank you, though. Like, so I remember when I, f- when I, first, um, when I first met Jim Kalethris, um, he, he couldn't catch COVID even if he was licking faces, right? Like, he was just not a really good receiver, and he turned himself into a high-caliber receiver. Yeah. Yes. And um, he's someone now that you need to pay attention to, and... Again, um, you know, he's been targeted two dozen times. It's not a ton, but he's, he's a good possession guy. He's a big body in the red zone. Um, I w- if, if Adam Rosen's not there and it's just Chris Rosen, he might be that next guy. Right. Uh, but, yeah, K- Kareem Yasmin, of course, is the easy answer there too, right? Yeah. So you, you, might, you might say go beat us with GM, conversely. Yeah, but that, that, might be, that might be flawed as well. As Marco Masiocha, um, a higher-end quarterback, once said about GM when he played each other in the playoffs, we let bleeping GM score a 40-yard touchdown up our defense's bleep. You never know. Never know. Uh, next game on tap, Wubba Lubba Dubs Dub against Los Banditos. 
Um, did they play each other during the regular season here? They played in the very first week. Uh, Wubba Lubba Dub W's won mm. 32 nothing. I think I might have That was that it. game that Los Bandidos just sort of fell apart. Was like that inexplicably that fell no. apart. No, that, that well, yes, but no. Oh, no, no, that's no, that was the one. Sorry, that's another one. That's, that's a, one. it was actually a forfeit game because yeah, Bandidos yeah, 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 yeah. was way over the cap. Bandidos actually. I won I was thinking that about game. the game against Ravens. My mistake. Bandidos actually won that game forty-one to twenty-six, but they went over the cap. So the size and speed of Vincent Mejmey, Loic Sabostegain is massive on both sides of the ball. Julian Wilson, underrated yeah. player. Uh, and Carl Janel too. Like we often talk about how Julian Wilson's like not highly touted, but neither is Carl Janel, and he's really good. Yeah, I, I like. I want to discount Wubba Double Lub Lubs over here because I've scored a couple of games. Um, and look, if we look at them, we're like these dudes are gonna get steamrolled by us for like forty-five points, and they are the ones that do it. And the reason why is like a, a guy like Justice Santillo. You know, he's a stretcher of the field, which opens up the underneath stuff for... He's tall, too. Yeah, for Kevin St. Pierre and Chad Buck and Benjamin Bork. These guys all benefit from yeah. that. And, and Kevin St. Pierre is a gamer. Yeah. Like, he's a guy, bright lights, Like he's a, like he'll, a, he'll turn it on. He is the hardcore wrestler in FPF equivalents. Yeah. Like, he will put his head through a wall for you to get that touchdown. But Jared Buck, uh, he's really impressed me as a quarterback um, from where he started to where he is now. And oh, but he's good. Like he's had really good seasons. Before. Yeah, he has. But we don't talk about him, though, right? We don't. We don't talk about him well, ad nauseum. He he had taken some time away from FPF. But yeah, but I, I, I'm I, looking up some. Like he's got a 241 to 79 touchdown interception uh, ratio. He, he he's never like. I mean, he had one season where it was 40 and eight, but he's very rarely in the, the consideration for quarterback of the year. But he's always like that next tier down, like. The the fourth, fifth, sixth best guy. Yeah, he's not getting the luxury suites, but he's getting the 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 tickets below. Box that. tickets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's just right there, but not there. You know. Um, but yeah, it's it's a um, it's a good team. Um, you kind of wish a guy like Danny Demore played more games, right? <laughs> like and that chance. Mind you, I don't even know if they fit the cap. If if he's yeah, I think I, I think they might have bust the cap with. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's um, they're good. Um, they had a. Uh, a rough end of the season, losing to to both Metaverse and one point loss, and and Dilfs in another close game. But like they they lost the last two games by a combined three points. Yeah, so, so th- th- it's not gonna be one of those blowout games, I don't think. So I I just I don't know if they match up particularly well against Los Bandidos, right? Like yeah, that's gonna be one of those. I know that Los Bandidos were over the cap, um, and that's why they lost that that first game, um, but. You know, even without Gabriel Paquet, uh, Molo Paquet, who's obviously very, very, very good, right. we've known him from Jagerbaum and all that. Um, you know, Vincent Vejame still had six catches for forty-two yards and two touchdowns in that game. Right. You know, and and um, Loic Savas again had an interception, and Vincent Vejame didn't have an interception, which just means that just Jared Buck didn't throw towards him because <laughs> if you throw towards him, it's an interception. Right. He's, the guy's a walking interception. Right. On to Division Four B. And do we, we have to do four B. Yes, we do. All right, fine. We're almost there, peace. No, it's not for that. I'm just sad about four B. Well, I mean, like I, w- I was sure we were gonna make the playoffs, and we didn't make the playoffs. Alas, old. Yeah, yeah. Okay, on to four B. Uh, <laughs> uh, team ethnic against mofos. Um, that's an, that's an interesting game. I am. I not don't buying. know if it's a good game. 
I don't yeah, know. It's, it's it's a it's a it's a clash of differing styles of play. Um, team Both ethnic. Both are infuriating, man. They are. No, they are. The but way they play is infuriating. No, it is. But but the thing is about they played week two. By the way, Mofo's won thirty two twenty five. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. And what what's more upsetting is that Team Ethnic, the amount of games that they have caused heart attacks for themselves, where they hold a two score, three score lead, and all of a sudden they either lose or have brain farts. But what part of that is surprising? Example I'll give you is that I forget it was at Hebert. They got the first down. We're still playing the game. You guys won the game. No, no, we're gonna play the game. They throw an INT and with one play left, they almost lost. Mm-hmm. Another game after Mar- Martin, off his chest, drop ball, could have been the game ending t- INT. Next play, the opposing team scores and wins. Uh then they had the same similar situation in Loyola where they were up by three scores. And next thing you know, and I think it was Eastside Boys they had played, next thing you know, Eastside Boys are about to pull off a Hail Mary and a great escape to win that matchup. So I think for Team Ethnic, it's a question of them. Again, Eastside Boys, they give up 30 points, they, 31 points. They give up uh, 39 points to Los Locos, 39 points to, to Hot Sauce Sports. They give 24 points to the Levers Like. They're they're not an elite defensive unit. No, they're not. But but the thing is with Mofos that they have athletes. But yeah. w- w- would you take the uh, you know the the young and green athletes in this case over a grizzled veteran roster like Team Ethnic? It's interesting because um, Ben Lawler can score five touchdowns against anybody. He he might not, but he can. He has an ability. That's the offense. The, the it's highly vertical. I, the only criticism I have of Ben Lawler is sometimes he doesn't take the easy passes there. He always wants to be on attack. Let's hero ball for him. A little bit. A little bit. But you know what? If I could throw the way he did, maybe I would feel that way too, right? Right. Um, but uh, mofos are different. They have uh, they have uh, Timoko Sanogo who scrambles around forever. And he can't – like you can have the best rusher. It's It's hard to keep up with him. And then he could throw forty yards on a line because the, your coverage is blown because yeah. you you can't keep up. And so here's the thing: is like mofos are a little disorganized on on defense, but um, but they can snatch footballs out of nowhere. Fair, but but they, they but, but Ben Lawler doesn't make a lot of mistakes, right? So he he can score. And then on the other side of it, you have um, a, a quarterback who can buy time. And throw balls against a defense we expect to have breakdowns. So I, it's 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 one of the more compelling matchups. Not a pretty game, but one of the more compelling matchups. I think. Yeah, so it's the, like the, the West Co- Wisconsin half court offense against the full no, court but press. It's, it's the opposite. It's it just if two teams just really can't play defense. No, that's a bit. But from an offensive standpoint, though, that Lava can keep it at a at a, at a straight pace. Yeah. Whereas for Mofos, they need to go to a high octane pace to get. But going. even but even Lawler again, he's always looking to go deep. So he he like he's he's happy if every throw he makes is a forty one. <laughs> That's what he wants. It's how he wants to play the game. His first pass of the game will be a forty yard attempt. So LVF plays Los Locos. Uh, they previously played in Week Five. Uh, Versfall won thirteen to twelve. So my question for LVF... They got better, though. They've also probably got a lot better yes, throughout the season. Yes, they have. So my question for LVF, 
um, as they prepare for this football game. And I did scorekeep that game, by the way. I, I remember scorekeeping that matchup. Um, a, who was the best option at quarterback for them? As in Nassim Ohadi, who, who was gone pretty much the rest of the way, and he, too, is something of a high-risk, high-reward quarterback. And... So he's not a natural quarterback, right? No, he's not. Um, he turns the ball over too much. Um, and he takes too many sacks. But um, the team's just... Like, if they can have, you know, Belin, Morissette playing receiver, yeah, they don't want them playing quarterback. Right? Like, of course. Because having those two to throw to is awesome. They're two incredible players. Um, Guillaume Bellin, when, when I played against him, oh, I came back into the studio to the show and I was like, Yeah, former McGill player. That's a Div 1 player. That's that's not like the amount of ground that dude was covering, it was yeah. nonsense. He was a really good DB uh, at the university level. Oh, so. and it's it showed. Like, just yeah. the way he moves his hips, uh, he, he would drop into coverage and I thought, Oh, this is an easy completion of my snapper. And it, oh, it was complete, but what I thought would be. You know, seven, eight yards after the catch was four yards and deflated immediately. Right. A four-yard catch, and he's deflated where he caught the ball. Um, his ability to cover ground is, is out of this world. Um, good ball skills, so he's really good as a receiver, too. Um, Kyle Bernola, um, he's just a consistent receiver. Uh, what Nassim Awadi. Awadi, I'm sorry. I really pride myself in pronouncing names well, and I got, I got that one wrong. Nassim Awadi um, does well is by time, and he's difficult to deflag, and um, it, it works particularly well in the red zone. The one thing he doesn't do well, Mo, is when he looks to, let's say, his left side, he'll never look to his backside reads. Right. So there's some things the defense can do to, to mitigate that. The, the thing is, with uh, the guy that they might have a problem is with Brandon St. Jacques Turpin. Yeah, he he might give them problems, and on both sides of the football, because you know when I when I score kept the Los Locos game, um, they that was the game that they beat in Team Ethnic where they were down, they won on the last play when uh, Martin had the uh, drop ball. Um, I look at this team, they they're not sexy of, of like appeal of like who is like the a player, they, they just play. And what they do is they weather the storm of punches and they come up with a knockout blow at the key moment of a football game. And I think that's what's going to be key for them in trying to beat LVF is that they're going to have to weather the punches that's going to be thrown at them by LVF. But if the opportunity presents itself, they have to come up with that knockout shot that's going to give them that momentum or that big play to win that matchup. They're a really adaptive defense. Uh, I saw that when I played against Los Locos. Um, they made halftime adjustments in a way that a lot of teams don't. They're drastic adjustments. Um, and I'll give you an example from our game. We were leading twenty to six with the ball with the ball to start the half, and they won the game twenty seven to six. Right, so like that's the kind of game. Um, that's the kind of game planning they do with halftime. It's the kind of adjustments they make. Uh, they kind of understand your patterns on offense. So you need to you need to you can't be intellectually lazy uh, when you play against them. Um, for Levers Fall. So like Awadi needs to hold something back. Yeah. He needs to have like this is how I'm starting the game, this is the middle of the game, and then when the game's on the line, these are the plays I trust right. most. Right. And and that middle segment, he needs to hide that. So that if they go if they get off to to a lead, they can take advantage in the second half. 
Honey Martin takes on Arush, and of course uh, they played Week Eight. Arush yes. won twenty-one to thirteen. That was in Lachine, I believe. That right? was in Lachine. Yeah, yes. I think Rafael Dajani was the quarterback that day when he ran the forty. I, and I told Honey Martin before the end of the field, you guys, without I seeing you play, you guys look so much more athletically gifted without uh, Iggy being there because it was Iggy who was on uh, protocol at the time. So with Iggy back, it might slow them down just by virtue of him being on the sidelines. Iggy's a good receiver, though. Well, you six to thirteen, and then the uh, yeah, that was, yeah, it was a rough day. Yeah, that was, was a rough day. Maybe he had pre-COVID. This COVID. was um, last spring, I believe, in Brossard. Yeah, pre-COVID. <laughs> I I don't understand how Honey Martin ever lost any games. You know what sure. they 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 when I when I again uh, again I always score kept one of the games, but when Dagenet on the first play of the second half ran ran for a forty yard touchdown, it broke their backs. And I just think that there's prone maybe to giving up the big play, and that kind of changes the whole outlook just, for them. James Langshaw is such a ridiculous weapon. Kareem Anthony Chilcott coming alive as a as a rusher, got, getting double digit sacks. His first time ever playing the position. Um, Jason Helvieu is really good. Damien Jean Jacques really good. Enzo Enzo Bellinelli, uh, Mark Bellinelli, uh, Bellini. Sorry. Um, Put the wrong L's in the wrong eyes. Or you think about the basketball player? Ends. Yeah, I am actually <laughs> Italian. I know one Italian basketball player. Um, a few so, so yeah, uh, Mark Bargnani um, and Enzo Bargnani. <laughs> Remember that uh, Andrea Bargnani Primo commercial? Yes, that was such a do. terrible, like it was so such bad. a bad commercial. Like, what would he eat Primo for? Yeah. Also, oh my he, God. why would he try acting for? Do you think these uh, these boys, uh, leaning these guys, eat Primo pasta? No. Also, if you don't eat pasta in the box ever, it's gross. Eat fresh pasta. Don't be gross. DBG. Don't be gross. Eagle, box pasta. No. Yeah. See, don't do it. It's nonsense. Also, get get the. F- I have the Phillips machine. You can make a kilo of pasta in six minutes. It's fresh pasta. It's delicious. Never go back. I don't. I can't go back to the me I was before I had that machine, Mokan. It's impossible. It's it's like finding. The Almanac in Back to the Future. <laughs> and that concludes our coverage of Honey Martin. There you go. <laughs> that concludes Honey Martin's co- coverage. That they're a bunch of spaghetti-looking type of um, athletes. <laughs> I, but also, like, so isn't Arush the same thing as Honey Martin? That Why did they lose? But, <laughs> see, so, uh, like, I, I, I scored up a bunch of their games, Arush. And to not have... The roster Simo- consistency is an issue. It's been an issue for them. And no, no Simo Loisier, who wasn't on the roster this year, hurt because the production value would dipped on who the next guy would be to be the guy for them and they they got some look they got guys that can make plays like Bastion uh, Bastion Finnef Thibault who yeah. I saw play tackle football at the highest level he's good he's good he's a matchup problem and I think that's the guy that you have to circle when watching this game here could Honey Martin find James Langshaw man to man Bastion Finnef Thibault yeah, and, that, that's and what you do. Langstrom's going to have to really have the vertical, the hops, the pogo stick because that's what Bastien I'm saying. That, can definitely that's do his it. game. He's yeah. he's got speed. He's 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 got a ridiculous wingspan, and and he can go get the ball in the air. My my only concern is Eric Lalone, and I've I've been disappointing him. You know, they played Golden Eagles in uh, Heber, which was I think the last Heber Dome game that we had before we went outdoors, and. He had two red first two drives. He went inside five, zero points, 
And uh, you can't do that now at this point in the playoffs. I, uh, but so why? Why does that ever happen to him with his skill set? Why does that ever happen? I, to I him? don't know. It's such a, maybe Loisier, that's the guy that he misses, right, as a red zone target. And it's, it's, it's really strange. I had high hopes. I thought they were going to yeah. be like, I, I had high hopes for both of these teams. I never would have expected they finished where they finished the season. And, and Honeywell finished strong to their, def- to their defense. Yes. You know what I mean? So yes. like, I just, to me, I was like, oh, these are the two best teams in the division. And here they are facing off in the first round. And someone has four pennies. And I think it's, uh, it's going to be a roosh. It is a roosh because they, they're the away team. Okay. So we got uh, Golden Eagles Voodoo. They just, I mean, they technically played this past week. Uh, Voodoo won 36-12 after the rescheduling disaster. Who's the quarterback for that game? That's the thing. Golden Eagles had three different quarterbacks in this particular game. Who is the quarterback in the playoffs for Golden Eagles? That's a good question. Um, So to answer most first question, it was uh, Diego Mohamed Escobar, Kevin Lubin, and Felix Goulet all split reps. Here's the understanding that I have. For Voodoo, it was our boy? It was Frank K. Yeah, because Frank K missed some time. That's why. I want to make sure. Pretty sure. I mean, who else would it have been? They had a terrible quarterback that when they played multiple. No, it's Frank K, yeah. Okay, good. Um, here's the story of the Golden Eagles quarterback situation. Kevin Lubain was originally going to be quarterback. Vincent Hamel got hurt after their third game and couldn't come back, and effectively he's missing his number one receiver. So his plan was, I'm going to bring in quarterbacks and i'm gonna go receiver instead that way we can kind of strengthen our receiving core and also bring in someone who knows the system etc they brought in sarah parker for a few games um we thought that was going to be a permanent thing that didn't end up working out they brought in she's also on the roster just like before the season yeah i thought i thought she was throwing heading into the season and then they also have felix goulet on the roster as well now neither sarah nor felix have enough games played sarah has three and felix has four and they were under the impression that the old IR rule was going to be in place where they would be able to transfer Vincent Hamel's games played to either of those two, depending on what happened, essentially. Again, I don't know the specifics. Maybe there was a scheduling issue why neither of them could actually get to the five GPs necessary. Well, Sarah, Sarah, but Parker, they were Sarah Parker had a lot on her plate with playing women's and also... Co-ed. Yeah. Co-ed. No, well, yeah. Well, she also started something co-ed, but also... She's involved with Concordia flag as well, so it it was just a lot on her plate. And there was an expectation that Vincent Hamel was going to be back later on in the season, so he was going to become eligible, and then Kevin was going to go back to QB at that point in time, or however they figured it out, but his rehabilitation didn't work out the way they wanted it to. So they were working under the old IR rules, where, okay, we'll transfer games, we'll make a decision at that point in time, and then we changed it sometime in, like, week seven or eight or whatever it was for the well, IR we stipulation. we also emailed captains about the change. Yes, but by week seven or eight, it's too late to be like, oh, shit, we have to fix our roster problems here, right, and get people to show up. So, so I, we're, we're trying to figure out what we're doing on the administrative side. This is the first time we changed the IR rule in a forever so I can understand why people went with the assumption of it was going to be the same. And we changed that at a point where it is kind of sucky, where in this situation, they made a decision, albeit maybe not the best one, but fine. They made a decision assuming the rule is going to be the same, and then that changed halfway through the season where it was too late to undo their mistake. So we're trying to figure out what's going to happen here. But all that to say, Kevin Lube is probably going to end up being quarterback in this game. Which, by the way, is not a bad thing. No. It's really good. So No. Um, I think Golden Eagles have... Was anyone there for that game? Were you there for that game, Mo? Against Pudu? 
No, it was not. Mm. I, I wish I like I. I'm surprised by the score in that game. Uh, unfortunately, I was not there, so I I can't tell you how that game played out. Yeah, um, strange. <laughs> I, on, on, <laughs> on paper, Voodoo's roster is just more complete, I think. But the top end talent, yeah, more chemistry than Golden Eagles, than than Kevin Lubin throw to Alex David. Uh, well, no, that too. But I'm saying from a, from a. I mean, Frank Frank K to Pat Sinema equals. Kevin Lubin throwing Alex David like but the two are synonymous, but from a quantitative right? level though, right? Sure. Well, how is it differently? I'm literally talking about the quantitative level that both of them have played a lot together. So, who gives Golden Eagles the best chance to win? Lubin? Uh probably Felix Coulet, but I don't think he'll be eligible. So, Kevin Lubin, yes. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's um. Look, Donald Jacques has been around FPF for a while. Alex David, uh, Kevin LeBay, these are names we recognize, right? But yes. the same is true of Voodoo, right? Uh, whether it's, uh, you know... Um, well, Frank K., Patrick Dama, Matthias yeah. Bajoran, Kevin Marshall, that's been like the team and, forever. And, yeah. you know, and uh, Angelo Groffel's been there for a few years. They do this thing where they pick up a guy like halfway through a season and then he becomes a permanent member for the rest of the time. And I think the next I mean, one It's a great way to build a team. Absolutely. And I think GF Dallos is the next piece. And And... By the way, picking up JF Dello is like two, three weeks in the season. That's a nice piece to add. It's nice to have that type of cash pace, right? So um, I think JF Dello presents some difficulty for the older, the older uh, Golden Eagles. Um, they also didn't. So Golden Eagles were missing a lot of their normal players. So now looking at the roster in that game, yeah, um, they also played it. A game where they just shut down Honey Martin, for example, who we talked about as being one of the best rosters in FPF, and uh, sorry, in, in Division Four. Right. Um. They 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 beat up on East Side Boys. So, um. And and in those games, it's not just the offense. It's not just whoever's playing quarterback. It's the fact that they they allowed fourteen points in those two games combined. <laughs> so I think yeah. if, if Steven St. Fleur is there, if if uh, Donald Jacques. You know, Don Jacques was, was there. Unfortunately, Dustin Pierre didn't play enough games to qualify. No. Um, I, that's a big loss not to have Dustin Pierre on the Golden Eagles roster. But, like, you know, it, it's been an up and down season, but guys have missed games. Alex David only having played six. Um, I think if. Dustin Pierre is a camp reason he wasn't there for the last two yeah. weeks. I know that because we have a same request from uh, the Apocalypse in Div yeah. 2 there. It's the same it reason. Sucks, it sucks our, our, our season got delayed. It yeah. wasn't our fault. Yeah, no one's but, fault. But. Yeah, if 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 the if the key pieces on defense, Steven Sanfleur and, and um, Don Jacques, to me, that 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 makes that defense go. On to four A, as we move along here, as we are inching closer and closer towards our picks. Uh, four games, blackouts, big fun. So let's dive into that blackouts, big fun. Uh, a team by blackouts with our boy Adam Snagra at quarterback. I was going to say, like, um, there's not two more polarly opposite quarterbacks. They played week game, one, right? by the way. Blackouts crushed Big Fun 41-8. to eight. Yeah. So are we seeing a mismatch here? I think so. Um, I've been on blackouts since before the season. I thought, I thought that even if... Alex Delille or um, Julien Lachance th- through they were the best team in the division. So with them, with Adam Sinaiga throwing, 
still makes them one of the top teams, right? So um, I don't think this is a particularly good matchup for um, for Big Fun. Evan Eli Nolet um, is a sort of a gut feel gunslinger kind of quarterback. Um, he once told me he doesn't make reads; he just lets the magic happen. So that's that's Oathbreaker's own. So he's quote. like, uh, what's his face, the Will Ferrell in the uh, NASCAR movie? Oh, Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights, yeah. Shake and bake. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah, he's he's that character. But you know, we. We look at the blackouts in their offense. I mean, Ryan Vanslin almost put up 800 yards and 20 touchdowns, over 20 TDs this year. Probably your receiver of the year, most likely not. Um, I don't know. There's a whole conversation about rewards going on that I'm uh, luckily not a part of. (laughs) I just keep popping on my screen. Yeah, it it, it pops up on our thread, but the fact that it's like the most minuscule request, what do you think about this, though? Yeah, well, but to be fair, that's the whole thing is like, this guy has, you know, 676 yards. This person has 640 yards. But the person with 640 yards has one more touchdown. But also, they have four less catches. Like, I, I, oh, I don't care. Like, dude, make a decision. Dude, don't worry. They're not going to kill you. There's not, there's not gonna be they might, actually. People get so, they get oh, so upset. Man. Like, dude, they're not going to be having, like, a protest outside your house. Okay, so. Might. We should actually, we should protest outside Iggy's house. Great idea. Six-hour protest. FPF community, I'll post his address NDG. <laughs> in the article. He's not far from Honey Martin. Yeah. We can make it happen off of Sherbrooke Street. We'll stop him from entering Honey Martin. Yeah, exactly. He'll, he'll be heartbroken. Exactly. All right, so Sinagra, I mean, we talk about gunslingers. Adam Sinagra is a legit slinger. He, he doesn't make passes. He makes throws. And that's where I think they have a, a decided He doesn't edge. throw balls. He throws javelins. Exactly. Maybe he'd be part of the... Uh, uh, the track and field games. Um, I don't. He th- doesn't track. He just fields. Sorry, I'm, fields. Done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I promise. So Sanagra, I don't know if they have anyone that can that can neutralize him in this football game from the opposing team that they'll play. The only thing with Sanagra is, like, it's not for talent. He's just not a fly quarterback yet. So the the concepts are not fully formed. The dimensions are, you know, um, not. He's not entirely comfortable yet it's getting there of course playing two teams helps playing division two at the same time helps yeah um and and that's helped i think if he just played this division he he'd be great but not exactly this because we've seen it before with we saw with sam cannell when he started in in, in yeah. uh his first games were in div four and he was okay uh right like it wasn't until his second full season at quarterback that, that we really saw him improve um, he thought you were. He thought we were haters of him. It's not. It was not. It's just that there, there's certain instinctual things like there's throws you make in FPF that you would never do in in in, in, in tackle because you would murder your receiver, but you can do it in, in, and and yeah. there are exploits in, in in flag, and I think that it just takes a little bit to to reprogram your brain. And again, I think Sanagra playing in Div Two, it, it helped him get some extra reps quickly, and that's why we saw him be so dominant out the gate. Um, but yeah, so the, the key is the key is um, to focus on that and try and create situations that are just uncomfortable for him. And I don't want to give out the book, so try and read between the lines of what I'm saying here. On to small giants and Bruins. Giants won that game thirty-one nineteen. Hey, look at that! And, you know we're on top of it here. But of course, uh, for the Bruins, this is this probably is the most compelling matchup out of the ones that we have in in the in this division here. Peas. I uh, like I like Arushani Martin. Uh, well, four a.m. Oh, sorry, sorry, four a.m. Sorry, 4 a. yeah. Um, 
I had the wrong tab open on my screen. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell? Can of you tell? Um, because I think the winner of this game can, could could go two rounds deep in this playoffs. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, you're saying Bruins small Bruins right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So they both are really good with some flaws. But the, so what it is, is the execution for Bruins offensively is ridiculous. It's, it's, you, you need, you're not going to force a lot of turnovers. Rocco Cristiano was having a dumb season. 21 touchdowns is nonsense. Somebody just cover him, please. Um, Justin Lerner, hello. Well, that's what it'll be, I imagine, right? Um, and small giants, they're um, they're good across the board as well. Like they're they're they're, they're a talented team. Um, Justin Lerner is just a ridiculous athlete and an incredible flag football player. Understands all the concepts. That you know, he's not the the thrower of the football that that Snagra is, right? Yeah. But his his knowledge of the game has allowed him to play pretty close to the season Snagra had. You know, fifteen and ten versus forty five and fourteen. It's it's a it's not quarterback of the year caliber for Justin Lerner, but it's That's right, right there. Like it's yeah. the, the next level below, um, and and of course he can take off when he needs to. He adds that dimension on defense. I think uh, as good as their offense is, uh, they just have a really, really, really solid defense. Uh, Darren Be- uh, McGinnisian, uh, Theo Bacellus is a good two way player as well. Um, I mean, Marvin. Oh no, Marvin Slamberg only played a single game. Yeah, um, they, they, the Matty Melissa brothers, they're they're pretty good. But they they have a they have a again. I agree with you on the balance attack for the offense because you look at the offense. He had five guys with twenty plus catches. Yeah, um, all but with just, five just plus like, touchdowns. Like, so there's 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 things that Lerner can't do as a quarterback because he's not a, a true quarterback. Right, he's a guy yeah. who's who's developed his game in FPF, um, but defensively, there's not a weakness on the defense. Right, like. It's really good top to bottom. You know, I, I can't wait because uh, the Wrangler and uh, Johnny Matty Meadows, we have a, a thread. Okay. And I can't wait for that barbecue. What's it called? The Lads. Nice. I like it. I, li- I always want to know what other people's group chats are called. The Lads. And uh, you guys are all invited to the barbecue that we're going to have this summer. Yeah. yeah Listen, so. I've spent so much of the last two years... Not hanging out with people? Send me an invite. There's like a 60% chance I'll come. I've invited we, we you. We missed the annual Mike Roy party. Yeah, that's coming. Are, you, are we bringing that back? Oh, yeah. When? Got, before the wedding or after the wedding? It'll be, uh, I don't know. Let me check my schedule right now. It's psychotic. Talk to me too. Yeah, I got like a window with three. I have weeks. a million deadlines to meet at work. And once that's done. I have a window with three, win- uh, three weddings in four weeks, including our very own small dash days. I have a wedding in Serbia. Yeah. Wait, I'm going to already be in Europe. Should I go? Sure, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. When else am I going to go to Serbia? Yeah. Right? So out of a war. Well, I mean, I would be going in the middle of a war, technically. Well, you, you wouldn't be far. I mean, Serbia is not too far from Russia, is it not? Like, geography-wise. It's significantly far from Russia. It's closer no, to Ukraine, Croatia Ukraine. than... Yes, of course. It's on that side. Yeah, it's in that area, that yeah. geography. The Balkans. Area. Balkans, Not to be right. confused with Baltic Avenue. Exactly. I don't suggest buying it. It's wasted. So barbecue. Or baseball balking. Mm. Or uh, Balky from Perfect Strangers, a That's reference a nobody good. remembers except for me and Mo. Of course. <laughs> Chicago Cubs fan. Yeah. And it yeah. goes off of the Eagles up. So in order for Mo to get a pop culture reference, it has to be a sitcom from the 90s. We now know. <laughs> we now know. 
So anyway, Johnny Manny Manos is gonna have a barbecue. We're all invited. Uh, everyone down. wants to come. I'm down. Everyone come out. Thanks for the invite, Johnny. Johnny, Ladd, love you, bro. We invite everybody. Um, I think this game is gonna be a one score game. That, that's what I think yeah. it comes down to. It's not gonna be a, a, a blowout or two score win. Look, I've I've. I feel bad for what I did with Bruins because I gave the book on Bruins, but they're still winning games. Like, yeah, no. like what they do on defense to me um, is unforgivable. Except that their offensive execution is so good they don't even care. Yeah. It's it's the it's kinda it's a different version of Flagmoss Sack, who legitimately doesn't care about defense. Right. Like they care about defense, but they just don't care to change it. On to Stoics against uh, Santar. Speak of a one-point game, this game finished 30-29 to 29 in Week 7 in the Stoics' favor. So Stoics, like, they've been peaking at the right time. I have inside information about Stoics. Ray, Star Wars back, yes or no? Thank you. Uh, That's not news. <laughs> That's not news. Um, no, I have a player who's not going to be there. Oh, which player won't be there? Seth Galina is going to be uh, in Cincinnati. He's oh, yeah, he's having to, some... Uh, for Pro Football Focus. Uh, we talked to him this week on Hot Sauce Sports. You've so been listening children. to Hot Sauce Sports. So if you uh, want to get some additional coverage from uh, some of your friendly meatheads, Hot Sauce Sports is your place to go. Fun fact, uh, our Spotify episode for week 10 of FPF is the Hot Sauce Sports episode because I fucked up. <laughs> That's some That's genius amazing, marketing. Man. That's like genius a real marketing. 180 there. Wait, <laughs> wait to get some subs. People like are trying it. to figure out who the hell is this guy from? What division is this from? Okay, so the Stokes have improved game by game, and I think their confidence got boosted by them taking out Brotherhood. Uh, I know, Eagle, you've made the uh, Quasi Gordon Mall updates uh, a tradition unlike any other here at FPF. But they lost. Yes, they did. I had to tag all the media members to be like, I'm dying on this hill and you're all coming with me. No, he hasn't played well, but that's that's for next week when we talk about them. But Stoics, I think right now, I don't want to play them in the playoffs. And and speaking to Chris Rive about it uh, at the women's final, he sounds very confident that this team can go deep. Look, he's coming off a a, a championship in uh, the spring season. He looked great in that game, by the way. Um, he he's one of these quarterbacks. So when he hits like the state of flow, there's no stopping him. He's he just when he's on, he's on. Um, he does those 900 pump fakes, and it's awesome. Um, the the key for them is whether or not Denzeletti lowers there. Um, that's a big and that's deal. A big, that's a big key. It's a big piece, especially in this game, because if Jordan Rossi can run, can buy time, they're a different team. Um, the other thing is there's giants on um, on Santal. Uh, so if they decide to rush um, Sean Smurgeon or Rory or uh, Hugo Alamano, that's going to be tough for Chris, who's a more diminutive quarterback. Uh, you have to get the ball out of his hands a where lot. As, as, as skilled as Chris Brockwell is, I think that's the kind of rusher that Chris can manage better than a taller rusher. Although, if Brockwell's healthy enough to play. Yeah. Although, I've spoken to Chris, and we, I've sort of said, like, this is how... Because I'm also a shorter guy, so this is how I think you can handle that. Uh, it's never easy to face a tall rusher, so th- these are some, some things to look at. Um Mike Collard, you said was doing some. Was it no? Mike Collard uh, was snapping another team. My mistake. Um, but yeah, like you know, you know that Roy Samarjan is going to get targeted. You know, he's going to be targeted in the red zone. Um, but stop it, man! Like he, the guy's good. He has such good ball skills in the air. I think I think Stokes are going to be okay to conceding to Samarjan, right? But can they stop everyone else? 
So Riley Pincombe is a really quick receiver. Um, he just really explodes out of his cuts. Um, Hugo Alamano, again, pre- presents a size issue. Um, oh, Sean Ch- 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 Richard only played three games? Yeah. That's my bad. I thought I saw. I thought I. I thought he's playoff uh, eligible. So like that's the thing is I I get uh, and they kind of back I don't know about I don't know about back their way into the playoffs too. I don't know about cap eligibility, but if Sean Smirgin and Ryan Shalal play the whole season, that's a ridiculous roster, right? Yeah. So, um, but they back door the way, man. They they stumble through. They well, because again, they're they're missing. If not one of those two guys, if both of those two guys were on the team, yeah, like it's a different team than they they expected to have, right? Um, Stoics, I think, can handle Santar, but they have a very specific game script they need to execute. Right. Uh, Santar's defense has improved over seasons. Um, so, um, you know, they've had rough games recently, but, you know, they they lost to the Bruvalar, but they didn't allow the, the sort of high watermark of five touchdowns. No, but um, LBB had that come back in the second half. And... They were kind of shell shocked, uh, Santar, and losing that football game. But they beat Takeover, who's a talented roster. Yeah. Right? Like, so, again, Takeover's another team like Santar who didn't play up to their potential. No. And speaking so. of that, LBB taking on Santar. I was taking on Takeover. <laughs> no previous matchup in this one. Now, people might be saying, hey, Sparrows Cougars, they're actually the fifth seed. What the hell's going on? Same story here. Sparrows Cougars finished 0-3 in divisional record, and in the three-way tie fell to the bottom, especially with a head-to-head loss against LBB. So, yeah, that's what happened and why LBB is in the playoffs. So, LBB is on a house money type of philosophy. They were down by three scores against Santar in the second half, and they won on the last play, and they went on a run, and now here they are in the playoffs. Very hot team. Take over. You're bang on. Dramatically underachieved this year, Pease. This is one of those games where it could be a trap game for takeover if they don't get yeah, their, absolutely, their absolutely. bearings and, and in order. LBB have sort of underdog spirit in their soul. That, that's kind of who they are. Um, they, it just the top-end talent on, on uh, takeover – is really good. I, I know it should be better. I know Ryan Dobbs Garnett's very average, but the, the other guys on the team are really, really good. <laughs> um, and um, it makes you it makes you wonder if LBB have the um, the, the the capital to, to to handle it, right? Like to I said it before, the best defender doesn't play defense, right? So yeah, it comes down to and guys. It comes down to uh, Olivier Laberge, who's very good in his own right. Um, you know, Olivier Pilato is very good two way. Although Olivier Pilato, the main thing with him is is he gives away his position defensively too easily. So he's in w- on one side of the coin, the best defender. But if you have the courage to attack that, there is something to be had. But of course, he can also make you pay if you're not accurate and if Ian Ina Evers uh, slow to make the read. He can he can make him pay for that, um, so it, it all comes down to how well Ian plays, and that's going to decide three the game. In a row. Yeah, they've lost and they lost some bad games, right? They lost to Hurley's and Sons. They they got wrecked by Top Season, and lost to Santar by one. So Top Season's a really good team, but the yeah. other two games should have been wins. They they should have been at and minimum they, they, five. They dominated Mongoose, who's a good team. Like it doesn't it doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Yeah, I just think that I need Ebert. 
Ein Eheber. Uh, well done. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> now no one can say his name. Yeah. Anyway. It uh, sucks because I like him so much as a person. A nice guy. He's really such nice a good guy. dude. Really and nice I've ruined his name for no reason. I I sometimes have trouble sleeping at night because of the person I am. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, he's got to get into rhythm early. Yeah. And if he gets into the rhythm early, I don't think LBB has a chance to keep up with him. But if he's off course... And a little fizzy skitty early you on. You have two unguardable receivers. I know, but, but the problem is that he's not being able to connect. I know Vincent Benjamin put up really good numbers, and Will Power put up really good numbers, but there isn't that, that, that clutch play that they've had this year. And Gab Paquette only being targeted 13 times. Julian Wilson having an okay Alexander season. Alessandro as well. Like he, was, he played five games but wasn't utilized as well with his size that he has. Yeah. So... I just think it's it's a fascinating matchup. It's a compelling matchup with these two teams uh, going at it uh, this weekend or Monday. That is on to Div Three uh, as we make our way up the ladder here. Uh, Thor's hammer against Killa Bees. So Thor's hammer against Killa Bees. Um, they previously played in Week Three. Thor's hammer won thirty-two to twenty-five. So this Thor's hammer is a joke of a roster when it comes to talent so deep. Like They have some really good players on Thor's Hammer. That was a weird way to say that. I know. Um, <laughs> as long as you acknowledge. Uh, but do Killabees have an answer for Anthony Breeze? No. 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 <laughs> so like, who who's the elite defender to take away Anthony Breeze? Size, speed. Ability to read his cuts. I'm sorry, my voice is dying. I've been talking for four straight hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting through this. Yeah, I'm the real warrior here. Yes, you are. Uh, then after that, if, who's if, the guy? But who's the guy for Killabees? No one. See? Like if but even if they did stop him, then you have John Laristus. Yeah. Who, by the way, one of the best route runners in FPS. Yeah, and, and even if you stop him, you have Dawson Pierre. And even if you stop him, it's comical. You got it's Adam comical. Rockman. Yeah. It's and if, even if you stop, you got the Marty Party, Marty Freeman. And then if you stop him, you got James Dr- Drysdale. And then Benny McMahon. It's, it's stupid. That's the deepest roster in all of FBF. And yet they finish as a three seed in this division. I know. I know. It's just some weirdness. Just if some Mo weirdness. Khan's playoff idea came through, we would have had a different matchup. But anyway, the point is this, though. I, Killabees have so is it just that they need to score? Like, do they just need to score at the same pace? Sure. Like, kind of like what they did to uh, Bl- uh, Blast. Where they just outscored them. Yeah. No, uh, and I think Killer Bees are, are a good team. And, and Dan Lazaro, who writes for the Div 3 article, is really high on them. Like, he, he thinks they can pull off an upset. Well, Jean-Luc Mongeau Duby is good. Uh, yeah. He protects the ball. He scores. His completion percentage is bonkers. Um, I venture to say most of the games he's played quarterback they've won. That's what I remember from when I looked it up. Um. He also played against some of the weaker teams, but he was he was twelve for twelve against Blessed. Yeah, twelve for twelve, seven touchdowns, <laughs> right? Like against a, against a really good defense. Yeah, and I just think now that if this is high scoring, Thor Sam's going to hammer these guys. Like this can put the nail in the coffin. I, I think so because we saw that against Silent Ticklers too, right? So like, yeah. like okay, they they got away with it with Blessed, but Blessed could have easily won that game if just a ball yeah. bounces differently, right? Um, and then Jordan Panetta lights them up because again they don't have it defensively um and then to your point the embarrassment of riches on thor's hammer is stupid 
Sheesh Lemalu. They played each other, I think, last week of the year against at Loyola, which uh, Sheesh won. I don't know who I'm picking for this game. Like At this moment of the show, I don't know who I'm picking. Yeah, both teams are banged up. Like Eric Labadi is banged up. Uh, the quarterback for Le Malud, and it's blanking out of my mind because we've been going through these games. Like, oh, Anthony uh, Fraser Beauchamp. Week, by the way, 26-24 sheesh. Yeah, uh, Fraser Beauchamp. He's banged up. I don't know if he's playing this week. Beauchamp, Fraser, that's it. Nah, yeah, I got to reverse. Yeah, that's yeah. why I can. He, was, he wasn't a big fan of us either as why? well. I, I feel know. like, it, okay, well, no. I mean, I've had some words in games against Malud. But as a media guy, I've been high on them. Yeah. You know what? Stop being soft. Stop crying. Win a game. Um, so, I just think... Enemies. This came down to the last play. Uh, and that's yeah. because uh, Andrew Langbert was, was a little bit sloppy in the second half. So, in this case... I think this is a bad matchup for Sheesh in general. Like, even if healthy, the, the, the physicality, the size... They can uh, lean on them. Think of all the film yeah. study he's going to be doing in preparation for but this. But he has no film because we were outdoors at Loyola. Oh, so that's what you think. If anything, he has more film. He has <laughs> all the angles. He got all the drones. He, he, he connected them to satellites. I, I want to know if someone if someone knew that he was filming these games, if someone would, would intentionally throw the football at his camera. Okay. I would miss. <laughs> yeah, but would, uh, would uh, Beauchamp Frizza? No. Well, there you go. That's why I don't understand his problem. Maybe he just has problems. So, um, <laughs> but so we talked about Vincent Manasset before, yeah, right? Yeah, right now, exactly. And he is a, a monster defensively. Nice guy, too. He's so good. His uh, When he sits on the back hip and does that trail technique, yeah. he has that next gear that where he can undercut the receiver. It, it's a thing of beauty. Um, Louis-Philippe Paquette, great two-way player. Uh, Ludwig Janjani is a... Or Janaji, sorry, is a... A matchup nightmare because of his size. Dragon Malat, he's a guy that gets under your skin. He's a Draymond. He's an ultimate Draymond. Yeah. Like, he gets under your skin. and Yeah. Like, again, I, I would imagine the Malud issue is back when I had when I was with Moose. There was a lot of physical, two very physical teams who chirped a lot. Like, yeah, it yeah. makes it, maybe that's what it is. But um, I'm telling you, uh, Dragon Malat, another physical guy on that team. Like, it, the size is going to be an issue for Sheesh, I think. Um, I, I at this point I don't know who I'm picking. Um, it's not, I'm this not might be one of the games where I pick an underdog because um, I just see it as a bad matchup. I, I think Lambert needs another year of of the three football, which is fine. Yeah, he's, he's I think he's not ready yet to take the next step. He's getting it. Just there's they're, they're a small team. They are, but they're quick. But yeah, they're yeah, but up. but it, they're gonna get pressed. They're gonna get bumped. They're gonna get frustrated. They get leaned on. Yeah, touch it, catch it, bearskins. So they they met week uh, seven. Touch and they it, got catch crushed. it. 37 Bearskins, yeah, they, 14. Yeah, they got crushed. So, and speaking to a player who shall remain nameless. Um, initials. I can't because he's going to chew me Give out. Give me the wrong initials. Uh, this player has a letter, a vowel in his name. No, give me the wrong initials. Any. Um, Any. So we know it's nobody with any whole process of elimination. It'll only take us a couple of years. Yeah. So... This is a game where I look at Fremelet and Neil Edinson. Both can have incredible efforts or they're n- terrible efforts. And I think one of these guys is going to have a really bad game on the weekend when they play each other. It always feels like that's Fred Millet though in playoffs, right? He, yeah, I don't call him, you know, uh, short shortcoming here, but he's always come up short in the playoffs. There. There is a level of intensity that's different in the playoffs. Um, mistakes get amplified, and um, 
he tends to get in his own head because it's it's never for lack of ability. But I don't think his team has confidence in him, by the way. I, I don't, I, and I, I could be wrong, I mean, but I, I just feel like they don't know. have confidence. <laughs> I haven't spoken to I, them. I've scored up a few of their games, and it feels like Lapointe, Allard, AJ, Gomez, they, I don't know if they fully feel like he's the man, like he's the dude that can carry the load. I don't know, because <laughs> again, I'm not on that team. I, I think, I think they have a good matchup against Bearskins. Bearskins a bit more plotting. Um, they have the size to deal with, uh, um, with a lot of their their their, their bigger athletes. Um, in Jordan Lard, for example, um, yeah, they they have size, they have speed. I don't know if this is the season for Bearskins. Um, you know, we've talked about Neil Ettenson and his shortcomings as an FPF quarterback, but to be honest, when it comes to playoffs, he's done the opposite. He's exceeded expectations, right? Yeah. He led, his team, he led his team to, to a championship when they weren't particularly favored. Like, yeah. they were sort of like a, a team that was like, okay, they're good and I can see them winning, but I don't think any of us even picked them that year. Like, the media panel probably picked against them that year, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I, so they're a good roster around him. They are, I, I, but I, I don't know if... Uh, if they're quite the roster that touch you catch it, yeah, because uh, AJ Gomes um, is a lot. Because uh, point on defense is very, very, very good. Yeah, um, and again, the size of Isaiah Lard, it's it's just a lot. It's a lot all the all over the place. EZW Expendables, uh, Expendables are playing terrible football. Junior Fazio, 11-19s in the last four games. That's expected. It's, it's not, but they won their last matchup, twenty-seven twenty-six in week four. Yeah, but but that was that was with Carmen Pelice. I don't think Car- I don't think Carmen threw that game. I don't think both quarterbacks threw in that game. If we can double check that eagle, I think both quarterbacks were not involved uh, with that matchup. So it's it's a question of which Gino will we get on the weekend, and, and if and that Gino's and on top of that, EZW's played Gino or the guys from EZW played Gino in coed so many times the last yeah. couple of seasons. Like they they're familiar with yeah, him. They know was, what he does. It was Nicolas Blay along with Carmen Police. So Carmen's last game. So the so the current quarterbacks in this game did not play in the, in the matchup that we had back in like in Feb. So I don't I don't th- and I and I the expendable game last Sunday. Man, Gino was terrible. Like he soiled the game. Like he soiled that game. But the team is not built for him to be the quarterback. No, it's not. He doesn't have the 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 arm strength to to match but, up with what but, he's. But uh, but even like even at that, it's not a team built for Gino. It's a team built for Carmen. That's right. So like, if you know that you're not Carmen Pelice, which Carmen has a strong arm and he, he's really good at hitting, uh, sort of those outside routes in in stride. And the thing is, if you're not that, and Gino DeFazio, like you would have built a roster that favors your skill set. That's not this team. That's not right. what this team is. Um, and unfortunately, I think uh, that's going that that may cause uh, them some some headaches, especially against a young, fast team like EZW, who's I know used to joke about their defense, but their defense has gotten better. Like it's not perfect, but it, it, they need they need a stop. If they get a stop, they win this game. Right. Because because Jeremy White's been incredible. We talked about Alex Fafard as being the most improved player in FPF. Yeah. Um. It, he might be the most improved player of the last like year, calendar year. Right. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't he like a Div Five quarterback like two seasons ago? Yeah, two years. Right. Ago, and he's like that. he's he had a ridiculous season in Div Three. It this game could get out of hand 
quickly. And I, I watched me be wrong that that Expendables will win, but like Expendables have a lot of institutional knowledge. Uh, but Etienne Laurent Gervais, Jeff, JC Ferlin, Cyril Levine. It's so much. It's so much speed, so much height, so much athletic ability. Um, I don't know, man. It's going to be fascinating. Let's put it that way. Look, there's good players all over Expendables, right? Yeah. Um, probably a, a touch, you know, like Justine Edwards, Andrew Carruthers have some size, but I, I, do they have the speed to keep up with the, with the young kids? That's going to be the key. I don't think they do. On to Div 2. Um, We're close, Eagle. boys. We're close. Yeah, Eagle. Uh, is there a reason why the schedule's not up for Div Two? It is because you have to click the Division One and Two one again. This is a Rob issue. But I did. No, I went. Didn't. Yeah, I went to Division One and Two schedule. It's there. What the? I clicked the Division One Two schedule. It's it's there. Oh, here we go. There's There's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's one of those like games where someone's got to wear pennies because they both wear white uniforms. Uh, that's the least fun part about it. Pennies are never the fun but part. But here's the funny part, though, right? It's like, wow, I brought a keg. Really? I brought pennies. But here's the funny part, though. They played week one, by the way. Jean Smedzik won 37 to 26. Yes. So I'm in Laval for the game. So if I had their field, guess what I have? White pennies. No. Yep. I got those disjointed, discolored uniforms that we have. Wait, wait, wait they're not white not pennies. White. They're rainbow. It's not rainbow. It's just like white, white, red square, white, white, yellow square, white, white, green square. It's not that white. That's rainbow. It's rainbow. I don't think it's, it's rainbow. It's multicolored. If you were buying a shirt from a store, like a dress shirt, it wouldn't say white. It would say multicolored. Perhaps. Okay, so UMB Ballers. Um, I, 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 on, I, I had a key stat I want to bring up to you. So yeah. you can kick off with, with your breakdown of that game. I'll find the stat first. Um, B Ballers are fun. Uh, I don't know if they're fully formed at this point yet. Um, but Guillaume Bellin, Jeremy Murphy, Vincent Borregal, uh, Charles Verreault, like they're, they're a good combination of sort of tackle dudes uh, and some guys who are tackle dudes who have been in FPF for a little while. Um, Jeremy Augustin is a smart, really good defender. Um, it comes down to whether or not William Trossier can – just be a little bit better than he was in the regular season. See, but he was solid, but not better than solid. Right, but who's U, who's U of M more worried about, Jeremy Murphy or Guillaume Bellon? Like, if there's something you have, like, you know, okay. So, so Guillaume Bellon serves as sort of the make plays in space, make things happen. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy Murphy is their downfield threat. Right? Yeah. So, like, like uh, and the thing is, UM have the players to defend both. So, I don't think... It worries them either way per se. Um, it would take it would take B ballers forcing turnovers, um, and it would take um, it would take it, it trusts you to play a perfect game, which she hasn't really this season. No, but he's he's got these weird arm arm angles that he makes like some like ungodly throws. Like holy cow, that's no, no. He he yeah he he throws he throws sort of off schedule really well. He can. He can throw with the rushers like right in his face and just yeah. throw around him, and it's, it's almost like Mahomes ask. Oh. Yeah, it, it's fun to watch. Um, on defense, Justin Dupuis does that thing where he kind of plays that rover role and yeah. can support in different areas. I think he's going to help sort of minimize what Belan does. So maybe look for Jeremy Murphy to have a big game, but then they or they JD might just take that away with JD or or AJ yeah. Gomes or whatever. Just one of the ridiculous athletes on on Um Um Smedzik is they're built to be. 
the war horse, right? They're um, right. they have everything across the board. They have size. They have speed. Um, their their best players all qualified for playoffs. Uh, you know, hey, we just talked about two guys with size and speed, and we didn't even talk about Alexi Gomo. Yeah, <laughs> like for sure. He, he's he's it's like they're 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 cloned in a factory at this point with with what they have, you know. Um, and and Marc-Antoine Valet is a rusher is very very good. Uh, he'll force a lot of those off schedule throws, right? Right. So. Right. Uh, Terror Squad all hooks. Uh, the in fact the uh, Terror Squad boys uh, winning that game over thirty two twenty week eight. Yep. That's right. Um, all hooks should they be concerned about Tam's Villadeth's arm because he passed for fifty five touchdowns, seventy percent passing, or his legs? Yes. Okay, perfect. You gotta worry about both. That's that's well, what's, what's the biggest Tam concern? was to me every time when I started playing in FPF, they're like a mobile quarterback can't win in FPF. And I would just be like, I literally have the best example of it right here. Guy is a winner. I love He's how that's awesome. even like the Lamar Jackson script in the the NFL. It's like, well, it's can, can he get any win with his offense? Bro, he's like thirty seven and twelve or something. Yeah, that, it's the same that, story with Tam all over again. That well, that narrative that narrative is the reason the Whipple doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, the Baltimore offense was actually in the uh, last third of offensive efficiency during Lamar's last couple of years. So Wins, bro. That's what I'm saying. It's not the office winning. It's, it's the defense has done uh, until last year. Anyway, that's another story for another day. So wasn't wasn't Lamar Jackson MVP candidate like three years ago? Yeah, but his numbers have gone down. Okay, they've, they've regressed. He's he talking about MVP in the NFL. He's regressed though. There's a reason why they don't get number one so, receivers. So did Tom Brady regress? Because he did technically. Well, no, there's a reason last why, season he regressed. There's a reason why that no alpha receiver will, will go play with Lamar Jackson. It's not. It's not based on. That's, that's a narrative you're making up. No, it's not. A you're being a up. '90s journalist. No, it's not. It's yeah. the reality is Lamar Jackson can't. They just didn't get him. A, really, a, a top tier receiver. Really, yeah. When all those. Why are we talking about NFL for? Talking FPF because you're saying nonsense. <laughs> I'll talk to you on Hot Sauce Sports about that one. All right. Okay. So for Terra Squad though, and for all hooks, what is the key for them? Is it the concern of the arm of Ta- Tam or his leg? Yes. My answer is the same. It's both, both things. It's that's the thing that makes Tam special. That he does this at the in division two, right? Like that he's that good at both. That he's that good at throwing. That he's that good at running. Um, he's devastating. Uh, he he's a one man wrecking crew. Like like Terror Squad surprised me. I didn't think that this would be the kind of team they had this season. I thought they'd be good. I thought it'd be sort of middle of the pack. And no, they're they're a really good team. Um, Serge, Serge Pilon. Obviously, great season, but Nick Rapini making the jump into Div Two and, and filling the the gap right away, right away. Um, Vincent Malo is a guy I loved watching in low divisions, and and he was great. They don't have Tom Tommy Rodley Trajados because he uh, he went down to play in Mexico, but um, overall the team's well built, right? Like it's uh, not ju- it's not just Tam trying to figure it out no. with Petrom anymore, right? Like and and uh, uh, who was a what else am I thinking of? Uh, the ball dude, Shenard. Yeah. Listen, I didn't make up hair. Um, but yeah, like in the past, the it was ball, in the past, it, it was like them, and then like trying yeah. to bring in a couple of pieces. No, this is this is what what Terror Squad is, right? Like they have the the, the, the pedigree and and, and Serge Pilon and and, and Pat Shenard and and, uh, and and but bringing in low cap, high quality players like Vincent Malo, Nick Gropini. Not doing that BS thing of like, oh, these are low division players. Nah, they're talented. Bring in talent and, and get them get them up to speed. They'll they'll learn quick. Uh, AJ AJ Gomes made fun of uh, Gropini because it was uh, it was at Leola 
and it was, a, it was a Hail Mary play, last play of the game, lost to KGP that day, by the way. And he came up short. And AJ was like, oh, Gorpini's the next big receiver. Go, he probably is the next big receiver in FPF, but not that moment where he had the moment to shine, which he did not do. Uh, by the way, we have a Sean Avram, best uh, spring quarterback. Is he, was he ranked 12th out of 11? No, no, oh. no. Anyway, 37 touchdowns, though. Oof, that's pretty low, though. Eh? That is low. Okay, anyway, um, when we look at the next game here, Hashtag NR and Party Crashers. Uh, they played week 31, 26. Exactly. Yes, thank you very much. Um, so NR's four losses have come against teams with better overall records here. Um, they're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team, Pisa, fine. Like, you know, they, they have talent, but if it doesn't feel like they play up to like the heavyweights and they play down to their competition. What, you mean Hashtag NR? Yeah, Hashtag NR, yeah. Yeah, they've been kind of uh, middle of the pack, right? Um, and that, that's that's kind of what you're getting is they they beat the teams you expect them to beat and they they lose the teams that um they, they they haven't surprised us with any big wins right yeah so that's that's kind of what the the DNA has been and it's the opposite of what hashtag NR was starting through FPF right they were the team the surprising upstart um and everyone loved to hate. Yeah, we were all we were all in the documentary. Were you in the documentary? <laughs> I was not. That. Only no. my voice. My voice. My voice was in for about like twenty five minutes. Eagle was a star uh, focus of the documentary. My voice on calls were in it, but my uh, did me you get as a credit for it? Did you get like a rolling credit? For I that? did not get a rolling credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can sue that documentary for yeah, using. It's you. okay. I'm all good. Come on, I, I do, it, do it. Do it. Do it. Sue well, it. I was at the premiere. I enjoyed it. It was a good time. I, oh, it, to be man. honest, it's fun to not be the voice all the time. It was nice to take a vaccine. Oh man, you should have sued the man for. And I was in front of the camera. Yeah, you so were swapped roles you, you, there. It's true, eh? You were, true. you were, you were rocking that FPF vest, man, like a like a proud member of the FPF world that you are. I don't even know if I have that anywhere. I don't know what they do. I think I gave it to my cousin. I literally have it with me right now. How is it, brother? Is it warm enough? It's very warm. So, but what is it? What is it about the team? Because like Quay Johnson, Kendall Myers, Matt Kerouac, Jared Taylor. Um, I don't think Jared Taylor's um, eligible. I don't he think played he seven games. Five games, five, sorry, five okay. games. So he, he got because he's not eligible for his div one. Yeah, but, Tr- but Travis Moses like like that's a good team. It's a good team, but they, they haven't put it together. But why is that? Lack of attendance. Like okay. guys missing games. Uh, not the same I roster. Mean, you it's say that no, there's say, they have they, uh, they don't have it? that big a roster. Like they have seven people that are playoff eligible, five of which have ten games played. Right, but actually no, they've, 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 yeah. they've only had two players who are who have played for them. Who played a single? Who played like a single game? That like, was like Jared. Jared Taylor is a guy that they were high on, and you know half the games he missed. Uh, but they, it's weird because in in games that they lost to the bigger teams, it was competitive and close. But they just couldn't find that 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 end product to win that football game. Now you're playing a party crash team that they too remember they got the flying start to the year, and they kind of stumbled into the playoffs here. Yeah. And I look at Emil Taffer and Philip Farron. They combined for twenty five. But touchdowns. that's a team with with attendance issues, right? Like they've right. had a billion players in the rosters. They have had Yo Mord, who didn't play a single game. They yeah. had uh, Nathan Tran, who didn't play a single game. They had Peter uh, Natulis, who didn't play a single game. They had Phil Angé play a, a single game. Uh, we call that the Phil Angé special, right? But they they, I I think they can be neutralized. Farron and Taifer with the ability of NR. Yeah, because yeah, so again, like if you add Guillaume Paquette and Guillaume Ward and, and like a lot of these pieces, yeah, but two then, those two pieces, but then, then who's the next guy up? Is, is it Frank Hogue? And I, Frank Hogue's not going to scare anyone from Norway. Oh, Frank, Frank Hogue is a nice, good, solid piece who can play a lot of different. But positions. if that's third, op- is that if that's your third option, he's not going to scare anyone on that team. No, 
Maybe on defense, like, maybe, maybe he gets snaggles at the defense Because Guillaume Paquette should have been the number one option. Right. And then you have Emil Taifair and, and Phil Fowl, and that's a ridiculous trio, right? Yeah. Like, so I just think that – I think Freddie like, – and, and here's – we talk about Sinagra's lack of FPF experience, right? Now it's playoffs. Things can happen, and who knows what. Fred Dupuy has experience. Like, he's been to the finals in Div 1 way back in before P's yeah. era. And no, I, I – I vig- I think it might have been beginning of P's era. It was 2006. Was it? Yeah, 2006. He had a deep run, not recently, but while I was in FPF as yeah. well. Yeah, with his CLR forces. So the 2006, yeah, CLR forces, that was one. Yeah. 2006 n- didn't happen. Yeah, before P's era. The, the, so the, those, those games don't exist. No. But Hurricanes never played FPF. He he could definitely turn it on, right? Like, this is his time to shine, and, and he can do it. And that's where I think he has the edge over Sinagra in this column of experience at this juncture of the season. So, Fred Dupuis, the only guy who stops Fred Dupuis is Fred Dupuis. Right? Yeah. We've seen it. It's, it's, he has games where he's just not sharp. Uh, he has games where, where he doesn't play. Because when he's at his best, he's, he's amongst the best in FPF. Sure. Uh, we saw it. He, he did well in, in, um, in Division Two, right? And so, uh, they, they did win the last two games. They, took, they were incredibles. We expected that win. They got that win. Uh, the B-Ballers, B-Ballers are a plucky, fun team. Yeah. But party crashes are be expected to be better, and they were that day, right? So um, that is w- – that the he's got himself in position to, c- to continue the momentum into the playoffs. Right. Uh, the thing is, they did lose the hashtag in her last time they played, right? Yeah. Um, and, and why did they lose? Fred Speed threw two interceptions. And he got frustrated in that game. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing that happens. You yeah. Know, like uh, KHP Apocalypse, uh, they played each other, in fact, last week. I was going to say this. I love the when this happens where you play each other and then you play each other again. And they won like, on yeah. the last play more or less here. So my biggest concern for KHP in, of late now uh, is their slow starts. Like, coming out of the blocks, they are slow. But they're kind of like Usain Bolt. They come out slow, but they just gain momentum, and then they blow away the competition at the end. I feel like it can burn them now because – Phil Cutler, it just feels like he's always off course early on in games, uh, and he oh, gets wait, frustrated. Wait. Are you are you doubting KGP? I am. <laughs> have you not learned your lesson? I have learned my lesson, but I am doubting them because th- they just look a little bit vulnerable because they barely scraped by Apocalypse. They lost their last game. They scored forty two points against Apocalypse, but they had to come back from behind though. Yeah, you know, Apocalypse, but isn't that positive? But Jeff Rosenblatt just did not play well. He 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 soiled the bed uh, in the second half. He, they should have won that game. But I just find that KGP is just not as convincing in this edition of this roster of how they play. But you say that we, so not just you. We've said that about KGP for as long as I've been on. But Colorado. would you take them over uh, over Terror Squad today? No, no. Over Apocalypse? Maybe. Find out later. Find out on Sunday when they play each other. Whenever <laughs> no, well, they play. Find out, find out later in the show when we make our picks. Or Wednesday when they play each other. Um, Phil Cutler's got a lot of speed to play with, uh, with KGP, um, and. Matthew Lafage as well, right? Like, uh, he's not that speedster for the team, but he he yeah. fills he fills a, an important role which KGP didn't always have. Was uh, really good uh, route running, smart possession receiver, um, and Apocalypse have that Jeff Rosenblatt system that's super effective. Paul Pierre is that big snapper who fills the role for Yanni Lair, right? Uh, on this on this version of the team, right? Um, and this is a team conversely that I think has players that can 
help mitigate Anthony Breezeball as he does put up three touchdowns last game. Though, like, you're not going to stop Anthony Breezeball, so just no. try and take it away in key moments, essentially. Yeah, and I just, I just find that I think Jeff Roseball has to have a perfect game, and he hasn't done that. And Diff 2 is a big jump for him. Yeah. Like Diff 3 he's really good, but Diff 2, though, you can see. And well, Iggy and I were saying that the biggest two jumps in FPF is Div six to div five and div three div two. Yeah, and and Paul up here is giving him some tough love on it, right? Saying, dude, you got to be assertive. Like you can't be gun shy. Like you have to make that throw. And and look, Dylan Garber did not play in that game, and I think Dylan Garber is a security blanket for Phil Cutler, and I think that helps. Yeah. But in this case, though, but Jeff, Jonathan Garfinkel fills that role too. He does. He's over the middle, but Garber is a wideout, and yeah. and he he's got this this unique traits about him that. People underestimate him, saying, "Oh, he's not gonna do anything." And then, bam! It's, he's he's it's his stature. He's diminutive. He's yeah. not a guy who talks a lot on the field. No, uh, but he's he's a really good player. Yeah, good hands. He's quick. Yeah, uh, exactly. he's quicker than fast. Exactly, and smart, high Faster IQ, than slow. high IQ football Smarter player. Than smart, than good route runner, technician out there. He's got more hair than Pachinard. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the metrics for Div Two. Exactly. So, uh, look, this could come down to the last play. Uh, this, as it was last Sunday. But I just think that if KHP gets off to a flyer, then they will not be touching this football. And also, Julian Pema, don't look at Saxon, Div 1 and 2, but Julian Pema is an elite rusher. He, he's going to pressure Rosenblatt. Uh, it, it, it all it takes for Rosenblatt is to get him to throw when he's less comfortable, and Julian Pema excels at that. For sure. He, he'll have an impact even if you don't see a stat from him on defense. Right. It is now time for... Coed. Of yes. the week. Oh, I forgot about Cohen. My bad. Oh, man. I forgot. We are just plowing through these things here. I we're, we're, we're actually very close. There's only two games in Coed one um, because Easy Fun is going to take a forehead victory against Sriracha Hot Chili Sauce. Um, they're unavailable. They don't have enough players to field a roster, and they don't want to do the IR replacement thing. So, And apparently they would because they would also not have enough for the next week. Exactly. So. Okay, so, so it's unfortunate there, but the first game we're going to look at is Power Rangers and Average and Savage. This is I a two like versus that. seven I like seed. That game. They played Week Ten. Power Rangers won thirty-seven to fourteen. Um, so that's the general gist. Mo, I hope I filibustered enough. Yes, there. thank you. Um, so are we looking at this as being the ultimate mismatch now for Average and Savage trying to take on Power Rangers in the ultimate? I actually think Average and Savage um, can put up a fight. I think they can put up a fight. Um, they look the last two weeks. They kind of showed their colors, right? Like they or the last three weeks. They they played against Party Mix. They played against Power Rangers. They played against Party Mix, and they struggled in all three games, yeah. right? Um, they're definitely not one of the top tier teams, uh, but they kind of they're playing at. They've played their last three games at that level. Like right. they know what the competition is. It's not like they played a weak team and they're expecting to come in and and and. Uh, dominate right away. Um, in in the the last game that they played, right, where they played uh, Party Mix, who I put on par with with Power Rangers, right? Like we've done all season. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Lebonte made the two mistakes. He made the two interceptions. Um, that's the difference. Is he just needs to play a clean game, and they're not going to get many stops. They just need to go score for score. But if they slow down the game and if Alexi Levante gives himself uh, just easy plays to read and uh, can march the ball downfield and keep the ball out of Fonso Delorier's hands, I think that's the best opportunity. Uh, Richard Gagnon can help put them in a good position. Um, 
they they need they need to use all the receivers. It's been the thing for them all season long. Is they're too too reliant on their their male receivers. It's just not a way that you can't win that way in coed because you just n- you, the other team knows you're not using all your receivers. Right. You know, and and Rachel Gagne is really good, but she's only got targeted 16 times throughout the season. Uh, Julien Foucault, awesome, but he it's he can't just be a one man show. Um, and you know, Jeanne Gravel is the next piece too, where She's that um, sort of uh, possession, like, I'm not sure if she's snapper or not, but she's, she plays that kind of role. She just, it's short routes, get the ball out of uh, Lexi's hand and, and, and move down the field. I think if they can if they can sort of stretch the field with their male receivers, target the female receivers, who they I think will have more favorable matchups, maybe they can go score for score. And keep it low, low scoring, but go score for score. Like 20, 26, 24 kind of thing. Hopefully, you get them on converts, you know? Bishop Sycamore takes on two and a half kittens. They split 1-1. One, one. Yeah, so Three they played in week four. Two and a half kittens won 33-30, and then they played again in week eight, and the Sycamore took it 28-24, so pretty close games overall. Three and a half points margin of victory here for either side. Uh, Sarah Parker, the quarterback for Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, and Sarah Parker left the field um, after the women's final. We were saying bye. And we're like, hey, so like, you know, would you be interested in, in working roadshow? And she basically said, no, I'll be playing on the finals. So a very ambitious statement, given what she has ahead of her, if they do advance. She has the best roster in coed. So that that's the wild thing, right? Because because the thing is, is that the way because you you mentioned the the loss to to two and a half kittens. That's right around when Bishop Sycamore started learning the game. Yeah, they lost that game by three points, but then. Went on to beat Average and Savage. Went on to beat Power Rangers. Uh, beat Average and Savage again. Like they they've been on a run, and it's it took a little bit for them to learn. And now, with no disrespect to Tommy Rodley Trujados, because he's awesome, but Sarah Parker's just a more experienced quarterback, and you're handing her this com- this ridiculous and dangerous roster. And when you got Robbie Bustapin, uh Kevin Malanga, Omar Torre. Jessica Bostapin as well. Yeah, and, uh, and Michelin Gebelis as well. An uh, I thought Joyce Janu also, but she didn't play games. Yeah. Uh, that is a pretty pretty impressive Fab Five. Of size, athleticism, everything. Well, Omar Torres is some size ma- mismatch. He's like six foot eight, and the dude's like well, big. Jessica Bostapin, too, was. I saw her in person. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, you're you're tall." So I, I see I see Sarah Parker's point of yeah, they can run the table, but. They are gonna, you know, playing this team here in, in kittens over here. That's a tricky proposition. It's not gonna be easy to overcome a team that's played them tough in two games this past season. Coed. They're six and zero in the last six games. They're they, streaking. Yeah, they're rolling. They they would have if if not the, the game they lost before they lost by three points. Um, and again, did they had an upgraded quarterback? Yeah. And I I venture to say. Um, maybe save for the championship team in Tampa, this is the best roster Sarah Parker's played with. Yeah, and, and look, she's got a bit of a chip on her shoulder, right? Because yeah. what happened in spring season uh, when they lost in the finals. I think it's pa- it's party mix that's her kryptonite, right? Yeah. She keeps losing to the, party the mix. The size of party mix. But again, they do face party mix at some point. You wonder if the length, the telescopic arms. Or will they? Bum, bum, bum. Find out. Uh, <laughs> but but that's it. it <coughs> excuse me. Oh my God. What's uh, happening to you? I don't know. I'm losing my voice. Uh, if kids have 
a telescopic rusher with arms that can take away passing lanes, that is her biggest issue. Well, because she's she's not a tall quarterback, right? So that's we've talked about this on the show on this episode. Yeah. So uh, you need to sort of have design rollouts. You need to have plays that flood the sidelines. Um, Sarah knows all this. She knows more about. She's forgotten more about quarterbacking than I'll ever know. So yeah. uh, I have no doubt that she'll be prepared. Um, I'm curious. I'm, I, I, I'd like to see this team go on a, on a deep run. Coed two. Only two games in this one, thankfully, question mark. Um, we're going to start off with the YNY versus Team Commando game. They played last in week eight. YNY took it 26-16. to 16. This is uh, an unbalanced playoff bracket. Uh, Yin and Yang are better than Team Commando. Team Commando showed some promise. Um, oh, they also played week four, uh, 26-18 YNY. Right. Yeah. Um, really good. Mathilde uh, Latulip as well. Um, nice trio of receivers. Just didn't get it all together. Um, they've had three players uh, start games at quarterback. Uh, Louis-Philippe Note played the most games uh, at the position. It's it would take a lot for them to overcome Yin and Yang, who just experienced uh, co-ed team. Yeah, um, I, I can't see Yin and Yang losing this game. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it would it would be tough. It, 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 you would need Schwarzenegger to help out Team Commando. Yeah. Um, again, there's that trio of receivers, but I just think that there's too much on the side of Yin and Yang. Yeah, I, I just can't see that happening uh, from that. With three hundreds and less sect. Uh, they played twice, uh, th- including last week where Lasek took it 12-7, to but then previously in week two where they tied 18-18. I don't know why Lasek is such a rough matchup for tw- three hunters. Um, it's three one hunters of to me should be a much better team <laughs> than Lasek. Um, I think... So Alison Francion, he, he's a really good defender, and three hunters like to go deep, and he's really good at taking away large parts of the field. In the last game, we saw him get an interception that changes the game completely. Um, just, just have to be more. Three hundred just have to be more patient on offense. They get, be, they're, oh. they're more twitchy because, like, three hundred in the last um, f- four games have scored a grand total of thirty points. Yeah, that's not going to cut it. Yeah, it's uh, they kind of skidded to. to and the season, uh, La Sect are are just this point more organized and like it's they they they're at a point where they're playing better. They're playing better ball. Um, they also didn't have Reka this past game. Um, that she's a huge deal for for three hunters. Right, she's their snapper. Um, and she's a snapper who can catch a ball and take it next level. Well, th- this will go you more in depth. Three hunters, seven games of twenty points or less. Yeah, but they're they're big play offense and yeah, and they uh, they they're, they're good defense coming up empty on those roll of the they days. are though it, it just it's a lot of they, they beat Fit Squad yeah and they beat Fit Squad by just continuously chucking it downfield and playing defense it, it, it's not it's not sustainable but no, they can catch but you Lasek has a chance <laughs> yeah they have a chance oh to they d- I think that Lasek would actually be favored at this point right is now time for games of the week my god it's 11 15 p.m yeah it's only two hours but under three hours i know we we just started late because we had to rebuild the studio so we're gonna go in reverse order here co-ed two y and y team commando y and y 
Why do I? Three Hanas Lasect. Lasect. Power Rangers and Average and Savage Coed One. So I, I, I was, my mind's going much. Can you say that again? I'm Coed Rangers. One, Power Rangers, Average and Savage. Power Rangers. Sorry, I just lost the train. Right. That happens to me too. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Power uh, Rangers. Bishop Sycamore, two and a half kittens. BS. Yeah. BS. All right, Division One and Two. In this case, Two. Urgence Medzik and B Ballers. UM. UM. Terror Squad, All Hooks. Terror Squad. Terror Squad. Fun game, though. Hashtag NR, Party Crashers. NR. Party Crashers. KGP, The Apocalypse. KGP. KGP, the close one. Division Three, Thor's Hammer, Killabees. Thor's. Thor's. Sheesh, Le Malud. I'm doing it. Le Malud, underdogs. Let's go. Touch it, catch it, Bearskins. Touch it, catch it. Touch it, catch it. Easy W, Expendables. Easy W. Easy W. 4A, Blackouts, Big Fun. Blackouts. Yeah, Blackouts. Bruins, Small Giants. Small Giants. It's outdoors. I'm with Small Giants. Laval's or Backyard. What's the game again? Bruins, Small Giants. (laughs) Uh, I'll go Small Giants. The Stoics, Santal. Stoics. Stoics. Takeover, LBB. (sighs) I hate picking this game. Takeover. Takeover, but I, I don't know. All right, Division 4B, Team Ethnic, Mofos. Um, Mofos. Weird game. Team Ethnic. Liverspool, Los Locos. LVF. LVF. Honey Martin, Arush. Uh, Honey Martin. Martin. Golden Eagles. There's still false kings, though. Golden Eagles, Voodoo. Voodoo. Uh, Voodoo. Division 5A, Balls Deep, Streets Ahead. Balls Deep. Streets Ahead. Backwoods Football Club, Mighty Six. Backwoods. Backwoods. Goofy Goobers, Longhorn. Goobers. GG. Wubba Lubba Dub W's, Los Banditos. Los Banditos. Yeah, please. Division 5B, Red Dragons, Cookers. Dragons. Dragons. Save a Horse, Din. Horse. Horse. Warriors, Team Sexy. 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 What could have been two Pfizer's? I uh, know, Warriors, Warriors. Sorry. Uh, what could have been two Pfizer's? Two Pfizer's. Division 6, Beer Knights, Stratton, Oakmont. Oakmont. Beer Knights. West Island Boys, Wild Hogs. West Island Boys. Always stick with West Island Boys. Dusters 2.0, Flamingos. Dusters. Dusters. Primetime, Lionhearts. Primetime. Primetime. Penetrators, Team Poland. Penetrators. FKU, your girlfriend's cheer for us. FKU. FKU. Uh, Division 6D, Spanish Inquisition, Maccabees. Maccabees. Spanish Inquisition. Toon Squad, Toot Garni. Toon Squad. Toon. Uh, wait. Toon? Toon Squad. Okay. V Town, Betway Bandits. V Town. V Town. Killer Rays, Brewers. Killer Rays. Rays. Flag football team, Cavalier de Rohan. Flag football team. Flag football team. And Demons, Big Fat Bats. Demons. Big Fat Bats. You know how good that was? The music finished. Yeah. All right. All right. We made it. This is the, I mean, other than the Iggy and Peas shows, um, this is the longest show of the year. So thank Actually, you all. Actually, it wasn't the longest show of the year because no. it's Biggie. Yeah. Yeah. If this is Iggy. We, we made good time, though, considering. Yeah. If this is Iggy, we were looking at like three and a half, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah more, honestly. Maybe four. Maybe three days. Maybe like three weeks. Like by the time he's done this episode, we're on to the road show. <laughs> yeah. you know? Just meet us there. <laughs> I'll see you at the road show. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
Um, also, don't forget, spring registration is open. Uh, so for those... Yes, ratings no. have been updated again. The final ratings for spring are now uploaded. Go check out your new ratings. They've changed a bit since the last ones. Most people went down, so that's good. So, yeah, that's it. Go check. Go check. Uh, magic words, please. Lamar Jackson missed most of last year, Mo. Good night. Robert Griffin III. Oh, I must have been Hollywood. No. <laughs> I'm